Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, it's a who knows what day. I'm gonna go say, hey, my calendar friend, has the days all come to an end? Are we living on the edge? Are we hanging out with Sedge, comma, Edie Wick? Edie Sedgwick. Let's start again. This is Pistols Rooms Radio. My name's Matt Gorley. And I'm Mark McConville. Matt, are we starting again, or did you just want to leave that one out there hanging like a fart in the wind? I'm saying, if Pistol Shrimps Radio is nothing if not warts and all. And you're saying that's a wart. I'm saying that's a king-size wart that you need some... What was that stuff that you used to freeze it off with? Compound W? Compound W. I get it confused with preparation H because they both end in letters. Why do as they if do you're, that? As if you're supposed to know. Well, let's first let's first address compound W. They've made a compound and they've named it W. But, yeah, but, but what if somebody tried to preparation H doesn't make any sense? They've prepared something called H, and if you misused them, and you froze off a hemorrhoid. Would that, I mean, that, gosh, I don't know. I just don't know. Well, that's what I'm doing right now. So by the end of this podcast, we'll know what it's like to freeze off a hemorrhoid. Yeah. Hell yeah. Will you excuse me a second? I built these little squirrel feeder tables and um, they look like picnic tables. You've probably seen these things online. Amanda wanted one, but now there's a bird in it and it's sitting in the dish, just eating from the dish it's sitting in. Can you believe that shit? It's like a bird it, buffet. This is Pistol Shrimps Radio. My name is Tart. And my name is, hey, I don't like doing danger dishes. If you've ever... start again? (laughs) I don't know if you're serious or not. I don't either. That's the problem. Hold on. It seems to me that we shouldn't start again. This is... Really? we've, We've morphed into this. This is what this thing has become we started out as a basketball podcast even though we don't know much about basketball but i know i love you we were going to these amateur rec league games for a team called the pistol shrimps six years ago by the way yeah and we were we were doing play by play the best we could and inevitably we would go off on tangents about tv shows movies we like random songs Matt would shout a lot in a quiet basketball stadium. Arena? There Gymnasium. would be a lot of things that we would do during the game, but mostly we were there to support the team and report to you, the fans, what was going on with our Pistol Shrimps. And now this podcast on its long journey has morphed into what we are now calling, and I'm saying for the first time as I'm thinking of it, 
Pistol Shrimps Radio, colon, intermittent mailbag. That's right. We do have an email address. It's pistolshrimpsradio at gmail.com. And many folks have emailed in saying nice things, saying not so nice things. That's actually not true. I don't think anybody has ever said, well, go screw is not very nice. Yeah, but that's said in love yeah. as an inside joke. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe someone under cover of irony is really wants us to go screw. And if they do, that's fine. We do this so intermittently. Matt, I'm going to let you guess when our last, uh, when the next email, what the date is. Oh, on. no. Oh, no. I'll say April of 2020. Uh, it's good news. It's uh, May 17th, 2020. Oh, then we're looking good. Yeah. Uh, before we get into it, though, Matt. How's we got to do a Christmas New Year's roundup update? Okay, because I don't think the people have heard from us in some time. No, I mean, it has been a, f- a little few and far between for this podcast, but you know, I've long maintained that you, Mark, and the listeners, you're my podcast family, you're the people I want to die with. You know, like I think we should all get a, a, a shared plot, you know, or like how they have family members put together. Like a Voltron? I'm not saying we die early like a cult. I'm just saying whenever it's anybody's turn, you just go where your pre-purchased plot is in the big Pistol Shrimps family graveyard. <laughs> Duda, da For a second, you were saying, you know, we need to put ourselves together. And I did imagine, like, we'd have your head and my arms and a fan's torso, and it would be like a... <laughs> A weird Frankenstein Voltron thing. Well, that's good, too. Yeah. So if you want to donate your body parts to the Pistol Shrimps Voltron, let's make it happen. Yeah. Either way, to the graveyard of the Voltron. We're not asking much. I get to be Red Lion. Okay. I get to be um, Blue Cross. Can we start again? Are we going to do it? Is it that I'm out of Pistol Shrimps practice? Probably. Do you have a, an affinity for Voltron in the same way that you have an affinity for maybe a G.I. Joe or a mask? Not at the same level, no. I certainly some... watched it, but if you told me, you know, you have to pick which lion you like the most, I don't know that I could do that. Yeah, I'm the same. Like, I don't have the, like, level of focus I do for mask or G.I. Joe or Robotech. Can we go over and the I... lions? Because I think this sure. blue lion is water, red lion comes out of a volcano maybe. Green Lion is straight out of the jungles of the Amazon. Yeah. Or something like that. Yellow Lion's just straight out of a toilet. No, I think Yellow Lion is the desert. Isn't Yellow Lion... It's not a giant lake of pee? Not that I know of. They may have updated the show. Okay. And then just Black Lion is sitting... That's the main body, right? I don't know, because I also get them confused with Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and all their color-coded shit. Let's start over. Let's start again. <laughs> this is Pistol Shrimps Radio. My name is Kalaro Gandayas. And my name is O. Tenry. <laughs> I'm O. Henry's to the 10th power. <laughs> it's so ironic, it ceases to be ironic. It's crazy. It's the ultimate irony. Yeah. So much so that it's just prose. Yeah. Uh, hey, Jim, I bought you an atomic clock. Della, I bought you a chainsaw for your hair. 
I sold my tree to buy you this atomic clock. <laughs> I sold time to get you this chainsaw. This is Pistol Shrimps Radio. Well, Matt, do you want to get it? Do you did you have a good New Year's, Christmas, all that stuff? It's a good season, and it's all gone now. It feels like yeah. a distant memory. It was a bit of a wash this year, I have to say, because I think a part of what makes Christmas so special to me is Amanda and I do something called Christmas Lockdown prior to the pandemic, <laughs> where we take it's like solace in the fact that we can just stay in and watch a season of something 80 times or whatever. But this time we were kind of forced to do it, and it still was nice, but it just felt like a wash a bit, I guess. How about you? Well, yeah, we... We went ahead and got two Christmas trees this year. Oh, well, just so you know, we do that every year. <laughs> well, that was different for us because the plan was set up that second Christmas tree in our TV room. And we just watched the crown pretty much. Wait, from... where, do, where does your first Christmas tree go? We have a picture window in the front of our house. There's no TV oh. up in that fr- oh, uh, front that's area. Right, right gotcha. We just oh, put, that's the, nice. put a big old tree in the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then we and ours it. is a second little one. It just goes in the bedroom. And that's ours. Nice. The second yeah. little TV, the TV room tree was not some giant. It was yeah. meant to be sort of a Charlie Brown tree. Like, let's right. pull one off the lot that no one's ever going to do. Yeah. Anyway, then on New Year's, we did get pretty drunk, which is not a regular thing. Mm, wow. We did that last year, but not this time. It was stupid to do, but I did really? have a good time. Were you hungover? Yeah. Yeah, because we we did that, and then I had the Moderna, Pfizer, AstraZeneca vaccine trio sampler platter. (laughs) How'd you get that? I just ordered it online, and it showed up. I have a fake ID. I have a fake ID where I'm 72 years old. And a frontline worker? Yeah. Yes. I'm a a 93-year-old first responder (laughs) with comorbidities. Yeah, so they sent it right (laughs) to my house. That's not true. I have not been vaccinated. I am anxiously awaiting the day that I can get a couple shots and be done with this garbage. Just hold still. I'm going to give you some mouth to mouth and then get your heart going again. It's going to take me a while to get down there. I am morbidly obese. <laughs> what do I give you the adrenaline or the morphine? I can't. Oh, for the life of me, I can't remember. Sit still. I've got to get out of my walker that's also a chair. I know we're in the ambulance going to the emergency room, but I feel like I could just do the surgery on right now if you'd let me. That's how we used to do it back in World War Negative 2. Can you sign this waiver and then hand me my glasses so I can see if you signed it? Otherwise, I am blind as a bat. Can you wave at the signer? He, He wants... There's um, uh, George Clooney's out there doing autograph dances. Could we just stop the ambulance for a little bit? He's my favorite actor. I loved Leathernecks. Looks like he's reopening a Planet Hollywood. I want to take a picture next to Bruce Bruce Willis's leather jacket. Oh, uh, my skin's basically leather. Anyway, um, we're here. Oh, this isn't the hospital. This is the Dollar Tree. You want a tree for one (laughs) dollar? Cheapest tree you'll ever find. You can put one in your TV room and watch the crown all Christmas season. 
Let's start again. Well, Matt, do you want to get into these emails or not? Mark, that's what I came to. I came here to chew bubblegum and answer emails, and I'm all out of emails, chomp, chomp. Well, I've got some emails for you. Oh, good. Then never mind. So just so everyone knows, if you haven't listened to the show before, these emails, they've just been sitting unread in an email box, in an inbox. I haven't read them ahead of time. I'm pretty much cold reading these things. Yeah. So who knows what's ahead? Cold reading as in like a medium speaking to the other side. Yeah. These Mm -hmm. emails are from specters and ghosts. Yeah. This is from Michael. Dated May 17th, 2020. Hey, guys. specters and ghosts better be buried in our Pistol Shrimps radio family plot. I just wanted to write in and let you guys know, and I'm sure all Shrimps fans will agree, that you are the podcast family I want to grow old with. See? Chew. Now just add and die with. To that. And die with. That's in here. No, it isn't. Pistol Shrimps Radio was always a blessing before, and now it is even more important and helps you realize we're all just a bunch of dumb mall kids in this crazy thing called whatever this is. One question and a comment. Matt, what do you think of the squib work in Michael Mann's Public Enemies? I just I love all his uh, movies and just saw this one for the first time. I haven't seen it. I feel like should I? I feel I'd like say I answer s- an e- I'd say send an email back, but we won't get it for three years. <laughs> yeah, I um I feel like I. What other movies has Michael Mann done? We're recording this oh, in the morning, and my brain's heat, not on fire yet. Heat Collateral, you know Miami Vice, Mark. Something we saw in the theater oh, yeah. together on what I considered to be one of the best dates of my life. Is he? Is he heat? Yes. So yes, I definitely saw this, and I don't remember anything about it. But I remember being like, it's a Michael Mann movie. I got to go see it. Wow, I wonder what's significant about the squibs. I know it was was controversial for its shot on video or digital, so I wonder if that made the squibs look like less real or something. Is is uh, Is Christian Bale in this movie? I don't know. Johnny Depp's in it, right? Doesn't he play Dillinger? I think so. And Marianne Cotillard. All right. So it seems like we know something about it. I don't know what the squib work is like. Hmm. Mark, I love your new podcast. It's so fun and joyful. And I listen while I Google all the mascots. Love and appreciate everything you guys do. Go shrimps. Go screw. Thank you, Michael. Well, thanks. I'm enjoying the mascots podcast. Check it out on Stitcher Prem. This is from Ben Hi, Pistol Shrimps team. Ben here. I'm one of the co-founders of Thyssen, an audio-to-text transcription platform. We're working... Oh, this is a... This is like a business thing. We get those. I have to say, though, I have used free audio transcript services before where you upload something because, you know, the with Gorley and Russ podcast is so long, and then I thought of something I wanted to edit out, and rather than listen to it, I just uploaded it. And then searched the document and found it. Does it have time codes on it? Uh, yeah, I believe it does. Oh, that would be and, super helpful. Yeah, and I was able to take down my singing praise of Joseph Stalin. <laughs> 
And it went a little something like this. <laughs> well, you're living behind a big mustache. I'd like to burn it to the ground and make it hairy ash. You'd look real funny with a bare upper lip. Now I'm singing with my hand on my hip. I like capitalism. I like making money. I like being free and acting funny. Because when you dress up in all gray clothes, you look like a Soviet guy, I suppose. And that's why you're living in a shtetl with your family and your friends. I thought that was an okay. I didn't think that was much of a takedown. Was it supposed to be a takedown? Or are you saluting finish. the man? I think I was praising him. It was neither, really, was it? Yeah, that was just sort of a down-the-road description of S- S- Stalin stuff. Do I have shtetl right? I don't know. I feel like I've heard that word before, but I don't know what it... I've never really used it in a sentence. It was a shtetl was a small town with a large Jewish population which existed in Central and Eastern Europe before the Holocaust. I don't know if I use that incorrectly, and if I did, I apologize. Do you want to move on, or do you want to start over? Let's start over. This is from Igor Santos. Matt, the subject of this email is greeting from Brazil. Whoa. Oh. All right. Again, cold reading this. This seems very important. Uh, Hi, Mark and Matt. I'm writing to say thanks. You two have literally saved my life. When I discovered (laughs) Pistol Shrimps Radio, Mark commented about it on Spontanea Nation. I was in a very low point in my life, and the 90-plus kilometers I had to drive every day weren't helping. So you both deactivated my mounting road rage, and my mental issues subsided as a result of a playlist with all... Pistol Shrimps radio episodes on a constant loop in my car. Your randomness and streams of consciousness make for an always pleasant revisit of whatever episodes, and they always sound new and fresh, splashed with granules of recognizable bits that make them feel recently nostalgic somehow. I probably owe you a lot of money from the free therapy you gave me over the years. Well, that's nice to hear. that is very nice. And yes, you do owe us a ton of money. Yep. Every listener, by the way, is getting an itemized bill. Now, you can... Try to get your insurance to pay it. That's fine. But they do owe us tons of money. Igor continues here. I also listen at least once a day to The Season of Giving by The Journeyman. <laughs> Only recently realized that Mark isn't singing. Well, I'm not singing at all. It's, I think that's Matt singing Tiny Tim and All the Women of the Night part. Which brings me to a question I wanted to ask. What's the first line of this verse? Long uh, Reverend White, oh, Low Reverend Wides, Laundering no, it's Whites. The bridge. Old Reverend Whites. It's it's hard to decipher. Here's the lyric. It's really funny though, because I know what it is. Yeah. Old Reverend Whites, tiny Timon, all the women of the nights are aglow with virgin snow. We'll have high grade blow this Christmas. <laughs> Tiny, we use tiny Timon as a verb. Yeah, so meaning old Reverend White his... is having sex with women of the night, but you've using his tiny Tim. You've 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 you you've used a euphemism there. We've turned tiny Tim into a euphemism. For penises. Oh, is that what? His well, I guess it's just he could be that's what I took it as is that he's using his no, penis you're right. to have sex with women of the night. 
Old Reverend White's Tiny Tim and all the women of the nights are aglow with fur. And that's Jimmy Blades on harmony in that. Yeah. And then it yeah. ends with a cocaine joke. Yes. You know, so cl- classy. We didn't post that this year, did we? I don't think we did. No. Uh, anyway, thanks Christmas. for what you've done. I have since stopped having harmful thoughts, but if you, as you've probably seen, my country is not the best, best place in the world right now, so your content is always welcomed. Well, you're in good company. Uh, clouds from your Brazilian fan, Igor. Igor, thank you for writing in. I'm glad that our stuff has helped you through tough times. I am very glad. Would you like to move on? Let's start again. This is from The Greenius. Mailbag! Hey, guys. Super Ego was great at SF Sketchfest this year. This is from May 21st, 2020. I had been going since 2012, and it was always a highlight. I also remember getting distracted by how nice your suits looked. Long story short, on an old episode, you guys wondered what the name of those supermarket capsule toy quarter machines would be, and I have the answer for you. Gachapon. Or Gashapon. It's a Japanese onomatopoetic onop- f- from the f- two sounds gacha for the hand cranking action of a toy vending machine and pawn for the toy capsule landing in the collection tray. It also sounds like something Kubich named. Keep up the great work and thanks, KB in San Diego. Gachapon. That's funny because when Amanda and I went to Japan, we went to this area, I forget what it was called, but it had those everywhere. And she kept getting the Gudetama little egg yolk creatures that yeah. you put on things. And I was getting these little Lupin the Third action figures out of them. And we basically were there all day and just split up and went, you go to that one, I'll go to this one. And then I haven't seen her since. That was a long time ago. That we went to Japan? Yeah. yeah it was Amanda's 30th birthday. And she, you still haven't seen her since then? Uh-uh. That's really strange. I know. Your house is not that... Did you both come home? I don't know. You don't know if she came home from Japan? No. What? So the last time you saw her, you were looking for Gachapon. And she was covered in Gudetama. Uh-huh. From her head to her mama? <laughs> uh... Let's not start again. Adam Toole writes in, happy birthday to Matt and me and also the others. Guess when this one's from, Matt? May 23rd, 2020. Dearest Boogs, I'm writing this on my birthday, which I also know to be Matt Gorley's birthday. Wow. I hope Matt enjoyed his special day, and I'm wondering if he knew who else shares this birthday. Yeah, I do. Would you I like do. me to read the list for you? Well, let me say some of them. I know Drew Carey and I have the same Cleveland's birthday. favorite son, Drew Carey. Scatman Crothers. Uh, actor and uh, Scatman, Scatman Carruthers, yes. Uh, Joan Collins, I believe. Living legend Joan Collins, 83 years old this year. And is Jewel my birthday or the next day? I forget. Mid-90s pop sensation Jewel. And who else? Quizmaster Ken Jennings. Oh, wow, okay. Former WWE world champion Bray Wyatt. Oh, yeah, we were born twins. I think you're going to like this one. Electric yeah. instrument pioneer Robert Moog. Oh, I don't think I knew that. Here's another one you're going to like. Voice acting wow. superstar H. John Benjamin. Uh, no shit. And wow. the winning of the British off for May 23rd. 
Nigel Davenport. Oh, actor Nigel Davenport. I see what he's saying. Who's that? I don't even know. I don't know who Nigel Davenport is, but boy, is that a British name. Yeah, let me look him up. Hope you guys never run out of letters so we never run out of podcasts. Hugs and kisses. Adam from Des Moines, Iowa. Nigel Davenport. Oh, Chariots of Fire. A man for all seasons. Wow. Yeah. Hey, speaking of that kind of thing, just real quick. Yeah. I've been waking up. Well, first I started waking up at like five. Have you been waking up before you go-go? I haven't even go-go'd yet. I've been waking up at five and then it became four. And then I've been getting up at like 320 and 350. I don't know what's happening to me. But thank God I found this show from the 70s on Tubi called The Sandbaggers. And it's a 70s spy show that takes place 90% just at the people's desks in <laughs> in office buildings. Sure. It is so comforting at that time in the morning, and I just get up, and now I look forward to it. And I get up, and I put my headphones on, and I watch The Sandbaggers. It's so wonderful. Before Mark. dawn, you're watching 70s Not only before TV. dawn, like before dawn, and then what am I going to do? Oh, Because it's still an hour or two before dawn. Do you go back to sleep at any point? Today I did because I got up at three something and then I finished sandbaggers and I did go back to sleep, but sometimes I don't. I've just been staying up. Oh, I I know. I've been having a little bit of that where I wake up and my brain, generally I'm a little groggy in the morning, but there was a couple of weeks where every night I was getting up about four o'clock and for about 45 minutes to an hour, I would just be wide awake with existential dread yeah just oh yeah fun like, same thinking about big stuff little stuff same. i cannot get my brain to shut off which is the maybe the first time in my life i've ever experienced this even in my darkest and most like, oh really saddest and how just nice. most messed up times right around midnight one o'clock i just i go to sleep i just my body goes you mm. can deal with it tomorrow not anymore no. baby no existential dread is my roommate are you kidding? And uh, I woke up the other day with a scenario that popped into my head about the inauguration and the chain of succession and an event that could happen that I thought unique to this time in history. And I was like, I don't even want to say what it is, because if it happens, I can't I don't know a workaround. And it scared the crap out of me. And I'm like, I can't be the only person who's thought of this. We don't we don't give those things a voice, Matt. No, we don't. We let them. We give we our fears a voice. Night. Oh yeah, I'm not about to say it because you know who knows what you're going to run off. And well, do. is it is it that some catastrophic thing happens and then um, one of the animatronics from the showbiz pizza band has to be the president? Well, that's in, you know if one of the hall of presidents at Disney gets you know taken out in the event as well because you know big fat automatronic Taft could yeah because it goes. Over. It goes president, vice president, secretary of state, and then there's a couple of other sort of cabinet Pre- members. President Potem, yeah. Yeah, then it goes to the Hall of Presidents in Orlando. And, and then that... it starts with Washington and goes through right chronologically. But yeah. then if those guys don't work, then it goes to the Hall of Presidents at Disneyland, which is weird. You'd think it would go the other way because Disneyland is older. Yeah, but now it's weird because who's the president that served two unconsecutive terms? Grover Cleveland. So Grover Cleveland, he falls in the succession. Whoever is before Grover Cleveland, if he doesn't make it through the event, then it goes to Grover Cleveland. Then if Grover 
Cleveland doesn't make it, it goes to the next guy. But if that guy doesn't make it, they go back to Grover Cleveland and try to resuscitate the animatronic. Right. And that's in Orlando, but that does not apply to the Disneyland Hall of Presidents. Well, then after all of those Orlando ones are exhausted, they go to Disneyland and And do the same thing. What's unique about this inauguration is that Disneyland is now being used as a vaccination site. And so those Hall of Presidents animatronics would have to quarantine for 14 days before they could be part of the ceremony. And we cannot wait that long. No, that's absolutely right. They're sort of wiped. They're sort of an exception you know, in 2024, they will be back in the line of succession. But right now, they are sort of like frozen and off to the side, which is why we've moved on to some other groups. Yeah. And it's weird to think like, um, you know, Orlando John Tyler has seniority over, let's say, uh, Disneyland JFK. Right. It's It's weird, but it's just how it works. So then, of course, it goes to this orange farmer named Rick, and he very publicly has said, I am not interested. I don't want the job. I know that I am in line, but I I am sort of, I'm willing to step aside. And then after that, what's interesting is you go back to Orlando to the Hall of Ricks, and they go to the first animatronic Rick, Mm -hmm. and he's into it. He's into it. Yeah, Rick Springfield. Animatronic Rick Springfield would like to be president. But they, the animatronic they chose was his look from True Detective Season 2 as Dr. Pitler. Yes. And, then and it, this is all fact. It, comes, it, it came to light, I believe, in like the late 80s, early 90s, that he does have a criminal record and is not eligible to be the president of the United States. Yeah, he was impeached. So then they go to a peach farmer. And then... After, James. Yeah. And his giant peach. And then yeah. after that, I think that's where it starts to go to a Chuck E. Cheese, where you have right. Chuck E. Cheese and his coterie of friends. But I don't know that they're because like mice age differently than humans. I don't mm-hmm. think he's technically old enough to be the president. No, because they age much slower. Like yeah. mice live like turtles and mice and parrots. A three-year-old mouse is actually a hundred something years old, but that doesn't. It doesn't translate. No. It doesn't flip over like that. So no. it doesn't work. I don't actually know why you, you would have a mouse as your president. Yeah, and then if Chucky can't do it, because there's the other animals like Skank the Skunk, he's mm. second in succession. Yeah. And he is an anarchist. Right. So then that's why after all of that, after you get through all of those guys, then it goes to Showbiz Pizza, and that's where um, like the dog who plays drums and the cheerleader... And the gorilla who plays the piano. Well, then it goes to the gorilla who plays drums from that um, Cadbury Chocolates ad where they play the Phil Collins song. Then they go to Phil Collins. And then they go to Phil Collins from Def Leppard. Which is very strange because all three of them are British. Yeah. They were born in England and also cannot be president for that very reason. It's a formality. Politics are complicated. They are. They are. Yeah. So... You know, hopefully we don't end up with an animatronic drum-playing dog as our president. Well, I think we just had one. Do you want to move on to our next email, or do you want to start over? I think it would be best. This is from May 25th. Brooklyn Dinosaur writes in, Hey, my boogs. I've thought about writing for a while, but I especially do since in the last episode, May 7th, Matt discussed how much he dislikes the show Ozark because of an episode during season 3. 
Yeah. I was just finishing season two when I listened to that podcast. I really want to know what he was talking about. Now, almost three weeks later, I just finished season three minutes ago. And Matt, if this is read, obviously we do not want to spoil the show. So you can just say yes or no to this. Were you talking about Wendy having to- Whoa, whoa, whoa. No spoilers. So you don't want me to read this question? Well, you did read it, but I'm cutting it out of the episode in case anybody's currently watching Ozark. You don't want to tell them that. But I will answer this person's question because now I know what they're talking about. And I will say, yes, but it was more the like the performance of the actor was so incredible and so sad and heartbreaking that it, it just ruined me. Yeah, there's a tremendous performance in that season. I think it's it's hard to watch but i think it's worth it i think it's really good i have mixed feelings and that's how good that guy's performance was it wasn't that i didn't hey man no spoilers it could have been a lady yeah did you watch mank you should watch that show because of ruth you should watch ozark because of ruth she's the greatest did you watch mank no i did not watch mank well that guy's in it that plays that role that we're talking about okay yeah. So yeah, if you want to spoil this for yourself, go ahead and look up who we're talking about and then you can figure it out. But it's not a spoiler to know who, who it is. We're not saying what happens. Yeah. Anyway, Brooklyn Dinosaur writes, I've been trying to figure out what scene made you upset and that's really the one I thought it might be. All right. Anyhow, I've been listening to you both for more than four years now. It's probably going on five because we sat on this email for so long. And go screw has been in my vernacular for some time now. I know you both wanted to take a break from the show, but I'm so happy you've been continuing with it, even if it's once a month. (laughs) (laughs) Once a month per year. One month per year. I hope you both understand that we all love you for continuing and having silly episodes to listen to really does help with a bad time, which I've had many. I wish that you both will continue this in some capacity. Lastly, shout out to Jane. She was a writer a few episodes ago who said she could never find anything with her name on it. Jane? Being named Kate, which isn't short for anything, I feel the pain. It's always Catherine name tags or Kathleen mm. souvenirs, but never just Kate, unless you're Ben Folds 5. Oh, what a song that is. Or The Taming of the Shrew. So I wanted to say hi to that woman, give her a shout out in name solidarity. Peace and love to you both. Hope you're well, Kate. That hmm. seems weird that Kate wouldn't be on like a novelty license plate. And but Jane. Those also- are very common names to me sort of on her parents for naming her Kate and not Catherine and just calling her Kate. Yeah. That's my, one of my mother's many names is Catherine. Your mom's a name collector. I'll say Catherine Welford, Nolan, Warden, Gorley, Merrill. Look, as, as we're reading this thing about Kate being a common or non-common name, the next email is from someone named Lowen, L-O-E-N. Wow. That's Can I we- just say, yeah. though, that, that in terms of us keeping this going, it, it is a matter of us keeping this going so that it does have a future life. We've often teased this, this idea we have for the future, but we've also since said that it's impossible to do during the pandemic. You know what's but funny, ne- Matt? What? Let me tell you a little Christmas story. You're not going to spoil anything, are you? Um... I, I'll try to do it where I just tease it. Okay. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to spoil anything. But on an annual Christmas basis, 
there is a thing that my wife's family would always eat. I won't say what it is. And we had to go track one of these things down. I could guess where it is. And yeah, so we had to go to this specific place. And there were people. We were able to do... I know we could technically do it. We really could. I don't want to. I think it's very irresponsible. But uh, one of the reasons that you and I have discussed for like why we shan't and can't do the thing we want to do was it was revealed to me boy that's not true <laughs> what do you mean what's not true you can we could we could oh. do an episode today oh yeah i know it's crazy but it's not a good idea but it, it, i have been thinking about it lately because it will be twofold like the it will us doing that will mean that this pandemic is at least safely somewhat behind us if we're if you and i have decided we're gonna do it yes if you hear an episode of this show that is not us sitting in our houses reading emails and answering them you'll know that better times are coming yeah also we should be careful because we we've never done a proof of concept with this we're not even a hundred percent sure it could work yeah we are over promising and hopefully we will over deliver (laughs) but i hope it happens uh i do too this next email this feels like a sort of like miniature like b storyline in these mailbags the subject of lowen's email is alaskans unite Wow. We've got a lot of listeners from Alaska. Really? Yeah, it does seem like that. That's right. They're, oh, they were doing that whole big reunion up yeah, there. Yeah, so uh, I'm sorry that this is being read <laughs> seven months later. <laughs> They're all just from Lowen. My wonderful boogies. I can't express how much I look forward to these mailbag episodes. It's a great way to forget about the dumpster fire and laugh for an hour, not to mention the movie and songs I've learned about from YouTube. I think that is supposed to say movies and songs. We, we've we talked about more than one movie. Yeah. I am writing in response to Shane Parker and Jessica Marks, my two new Alaska BFFs, to say we should actually meet up this summer. I love it. My family and I will be flying into Alaska in June. We would obviously love to meet up with one or both of these boogies at the Keen Cow in Ninilichik. Wow, the Keen Cow. That's a great name. So my husband and I will be there on June 11th, 18th, and 26th at 7 p.m. <laughs> How'd food, it go? The food is that good. I hope uh, the listeners have realized that they should not send anything time-sensitive to Mark us, Matthew, unless it's it, like two years. The invitation extends to you and your better halves, too. Come up to Alaska. Enjoy the fun. In June of 2020? Uh, we look forward to meeting these shrimp, these members of Shrimp Nation. You two are oh, beacons man. of light, never changed, Lowen. What could have been? Oh my God! See, if we're doing the new podcast, that would probably be a more regular podcast. That could have worked out. Sorry that that didn't happen. Yeah, this is from Emily. First time, not a very long time. Hi, Mark and Matt, my boogies. Thank you, Mark, for starting your Mascots podcast. I had never heard of Pistol Shrimps Radio until the first Mascots episode, and I didn't know the joy that I was missing. Since then, I've shamelessly listened and re-listened to the Basketball, Golf, Spelling Bee, and White Elephant commentating 
a couple of times over. Listening to your lack of basketball knowledge, the stretches of Matt speaking continuously until someone scores. I forgot about that. And the ridiculous singing interludes has been the comforting soundtrack to what was otherwise a wild and disorienting spring of distance educating. I teach elementary school and everything changed over spring break, just like the rest of the world. It really feels like being around friends. On the latest mailbag eps, you've been hearing a lot from the same people. There are more of us out here listening. I promise. Thank you for continuing to update us on the mailbag and your prolific podcasting performances. I love your spoonerisms and opposite naming games so much. My husband has even started doing them with me. You're truly a sporadic. What? You're truly a. You truly are a sponic to my turret. Oh, tonic, a tonic to, my to my spirit. Keep up the silly. Mark, the Japanese mascots game is a joy. And Matt, I wish you could bring more of your shrimp self to Conan. He needs some of your pushback. Oh, from God. Emily in Tucson. <laughs> he wouldn't have... <laughs> he wouldn't tolerate it? He wouldn't give time for that for a <laughs> second. I would never try. Um, God bless you if you're a teacher during it's this time. It's not a safe environment. Can you imagine teaching children? I I salute you, teachers, yeah, really and seriously. truly. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I can't... I don't have children of my own, but I do have a niece and a nephew... And they're not quite school age yet, but you get them on a FaceTime call and it is just like watch. It's like watching the Tasmanian devil sometimes. Oh yeah. I don't have children of my own, but I do have other people's children. I love that movie. And if you ever want to see them again, you'll send uh, unmarked hundred dollars in unmarked bills. Unmarked hundred dollars. And I mean, I want these things blank, just yeah. white rectangular pieces of paper. Uh, let's go on to this one. Kellen Conrad. Hey guys, been listening to bananas for Bonanza and just wanted to commend you guys on how great the theme music turned out. Well, thank you. Oh, Mark, thanks. I'm not sure if that's you on pedal steel. It seems like I remember seeing you were selling your pedal steel a while back on the social media, but man, it's fine work all the way around. Just curious who's playing what on that recording. Was it recorded in a home studio? Thanks for the laughs. You guys are the best. Kellen Conrad. Well, of course that's Mark on pedal steel because he's the only person I know that does pedal steel. And even if I knew every pedal steel player, I'd want Mark because, man, Mark, you know I'm your biggest fan. Thanks, man. I, I can't get enough of your pedal steel playing. I've been trying to get better. That's been one of my pursuits during this oh. lockdown. Well, um, it has yet to come out, but we've seen each other prior to this like heavy surgeon lockdown a few times. So you've come over and done some socially distanced pedal steel recordings for I have a little band called Townland that we're putting together an album and you played some amazing stuff on that at a distance yeah it's fun to do I like it um I did sell my old pedal steel and bought a uh, bought a different I got I kind of upgraded and the yeah, guy who bought beautiful. it that whole thing was wild do you know the oh. story Matt have we've talked about this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. He, this guy from Colorado flew here to LA because <laughs> he didn't know if he wanted to buy it. He, he's like, I want to buy it, but I'm just sort of, I've never played one. So he came to my house. I set it up. I kind of showed him how it worked and he's like, great. But the, my old pedal steel, they're not light. They, it weighs like 70 pounds. Yeah. The old one. <laughs> the new one I have is a little lighter, but the old one was such a tank and he's he's traveled a lot for business so he was sort of like 
rather than ship it, I'll it'll be cheaper for me to f- like fly southwest and just get it and leave. That's incredible. But then you don't have you can't carry on a 70 pound four foot case like it's not a small case either. So I don't know what the hell that guy did, but he was such an interesting, strange man. He bought the steel. He's like, I'm in. I want to buy it. Great. And then he's like, my flight doesn't leave till 930. And it was maybe 5 p.m. Oh, no. (laughs) So I went and had a beer with him and it got real, not bad, but just it got strange. (laughs) What in what way can you say? Well, at one point he was asking me, he he might listen to this. I doubt it, but he was sort of say asking what I do. And I mentioned super ego and I mentioned some other projects. I don't know that I mentioned this, but who cares? And so he got out his iPad and there was, let's say some content oh, that's on right. his that's iPad right. that I was like, Oh, <laughs> just let's say he had some tabs open in his browser. <laughs> I love it. I don't judge, uh, but uh Yeah. He was a hyper intelligent, very interesting dude who showed up in like a USSR beret and snakeskin cowboy boots. He was a dude. Wow. wow. I hope he's enjoying my pedal steel guitar. I'm sure he is. I'm sure it sounds like he's enjoying life. Yeah. Um, uh, the 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 people on that. Oh yeah, let's were... go over the lineup of who did what. So Mark plays pedal steel, but on the closing credits version of that, there's like an instrumental version, which the credits are set. So on the opening, the theme song, Mark plays, you're playing your B-Bender guitar, right? Yeah, I'm uh, doing a little Telecaster in on there. Yeah, you're playing that lead riff. I'm on the uh, acoustic finger-picking guitar. And then two members of my band, Townland, you can find us on Instagram at Townland Band. Wade Ryan plays drums and did some harmonies, and Daniel Michikoff played bass and did some harmonies. And then uh, Townland also did the theme for with Gorley and Russ, too. Nice. Yeah. I feel like we've answered. Was it recorded in a home studio? Yes, I think it all was, right? Oh, and separately, too, because this was during the pandemic. That's become Wait, a thing. Now. No, that's... Where lots is of, it? Was well, it? I feel like... Maybe not. No, I, I definitely don't... recorded it here and at my house and I recorded my stuff here and sent it to you. Well, yeah, I know everybody did do it separately, but I can't remember if that was just out of ease or because of the pandemic. I, don't I mean, remember. I did my recordings at the Capitol records building. That's what I meant. Oh, to right. Say. I did mine at Abbey road. It would be cheaper to fly Southwest to England. <laughs> um, this is nice. This guy, Brian Bodutch. That sounds like a, that sounds like <laughs> a, Brian Tabodutch. Yeah. Hi, Kubich. How are you? Well, I have been better. Oh yeah, are you? How are you, how are you doing during this pandemic? Are you? Wh- what's your living situation? Well, I have been better, meaning I have changed my name to Matt Better. Oh, interesting. Why? Um, good question. You just changed your name for no Gotta reason. Gotta go, ch- Gotta okay, go, bye. Ch- bye ch- uh, Brian donated some money to Boys and Girls Club of Metro Los Angeles in. I asked people to go ahead and do that because I did some volunteering this summer for the Boys and Girls Club of oh, nice. Metro LA. And he did, gave a little donation. That's nice. Yeah. Thank you. Hang on. Thank I got to check my ring notifications. Are you getting a rat? Yeah. The, we haven't talked about this on the thing, but we definitely have a rat in our attic. Yeah. And I'm a tall man who's not in 
bad physical shape, but I'm not in the best physical shape. And so crawling around in that attic, it takes the life out of me. Mm. But you have a low, low attic, I bet. I can maybe crawl, you know, but mostly I'm like marine crawling. Yeah. It's also not a finished, there's no, I have to sort of balance on the studs. Right. And it's the worst because I don't want to fall through the ceiling. Yeah. You don't? So I went up there, I rat proofed over this last week. I put some, I reinforced the screens and these vents. I had a panic attack up there. It was awful. I am not cut out for that work. But then it's awful. We heard the rat again. And I, Mm -hmm. yesterday, I set some traps and I took my ring doorbell camera and just put it up by the traps. And then sure enough, it triggered. I saw it on the camera. You watched the, the, it didn't, it didn't go to the trap. It just sort of, I, oh. it was in the background. So I put the traps where I thought the rat was, and I was off by probably five or 10 feet. But it seems like. Well, that like should be close enough. It's going to start. What kind of traps around. are you using? Uh, they're sort of, they're not the wooden, the classic Tom and Jerry style wooden. But they're plastic versions they're of Sort those? of plastic with yeah, a little. Yeah, um, I've used those. With a little ramekin of snack. So yep. I did a sampler platter of cheese, peanut butter, and then this company makes like a rodent bait. So we'll uh, see which one works. Why do I feel like I'm, am I remembering this wrong? Last time we did an episode of this, I had just had my horrible rat story where I'd put one of those traps up in the attic and at like three in the morning, this is before I was getting up at that time, Yeah, a rat, it got a rat, but it didn't kill the rat and the rat just hopped around screaming all night. And then that's when I was like, I can't use these traps anymore. Yeah. And I got that electric smart trap that tells your cell phone when it gets one. Well, if these don't work, I'm getting that thing. But I, I will say I've had that thing for months now and not a single rat, but I don't know if that's because there are no more rats or the rats ain't going for this. I don't hear any more rats. Is, is it baited? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we but, we have definitely. But it's just it just has a, a like a meal voucher coupon. We have it has a five dollar gift card to DoorDash. We have how much cheese do you think you could get with a five dollar DoorDash? <laughs> probably for a rat, it's probably a lot of cheese. Um, how much cheese could you get for a five dollar DoorDash? Boy, the it looks like you've got ten dollar legs and some five dollar DoorDash. <laughs> Uh, we've definitely talked about rats because we, we had one in the attic and it, it got trapped. And then my wife pulled it out of there. Cause I chickened out. I was like, Oh, oh. it's so gross. I can't do it. And she was really into it. So I was and, like, all right, you can do it. And Margo caught one in the house oh. and killed it, but oh, no. wouldn't give it to us. She did that thing where she'd bring it to us. And then I'd like go down to get it. And she would not, she'd grab it by the neck and walk like three feet. And then wait for us to come. She put it down. And then we got close. She kept taking it. And I get like, I'm the one that has to collect the rats. Sure. But Amanda's not afraid to manhandle Margot, And she just like grabbed her by the scruff and took her out. And, and then you oh. had to pick up a rat body. I did find a, a like a bunch of bird feathers up there. So I feel like a bird oh, got in wow. my attic and maybe died. And then the rats yeah. found the body and ate everything but the feathers. Oh, man. It's Wow. Addicts are stupid, Matt. I'm just going to say it. I've been saying it. I've been talking to our friend Steve quite a bit. And I'm just, why are we doing this? 
Why are we doing attics? Well, I would have been with you until this year when we finally really maximized our attic storage and put all our Christmas Halloween direct uh, directions up there. I we guess have it, well, volumes of Christmas directions. Do you where have we just... nice access to your attic? No, it's really unwieldy. We we have a strange thing. Haven't I shown you this? We have what looks like a giant closet door, but really thin. Uh-huh. It almost looks like one of those things you open and an ironing board would come out of. Sure. It's a ladder in the wall. Oh. And you climb up the wall, and then there's a hatch up above on the ceiling in the, the hallway. It's about uh, maybe 18 inches by 18 inches, or maybe 20, 24 inches by 24 inches. So how are you getting stuff up there? I bought these boxes that have to go up vertically. And then, so Amanda and I have this whole like bucket brigade system where we put it all up there. Cause our, I can get up in ours, but it's hard. And we, it doesn't come with a ladder. Part of the problem with this rat problem in our house is that the only access is in the closet where we sort of keep coats and mm. like, I have a suit oh, or yeah, two in there tough. cause they don't really fit in our bedroom closet. So yeah, like any sort tough. of bulky closet item is in there. And then I yeah. have guitar cases in that closet. It's really kind of, our, yeah. our house has very little storage. Yeah, same But you here. have to empty that closet, then go up, bring oh, a ladder that's in. that's annoying. It's a pain in the butt. That's why I set the camera up, because I want, I want proof of death. If you're going up there. If I'm going want, up there, yeah. I want to know I'm going up for a good reason, not to just sort of see what's going on. Right. This right. has been your rat update. This is Pistol Shrimps Radio. We're going to start again. Got a, got a couple more here, Maddie? Yeah, let's do one or two more, and then we'll start again. This is from Joseph. Oh, this is a nice little subject line here. I'm very, very, very intrigued. Your, your goofs have solved a 30-year mystery. What? Yes, let's read it. D.B. Cooper? I don't know what to say. You have just solved a 30-plus year mystery. One day, when I was a small boy, I saw part of a movie that has stayed with me my entire life. A bunch of teens playing on a raft in the middle of a lake when a black ooze oil slick monster appears. (laughs) Every few years, I'd try explaining it to someone new, but to no avail. I've spent my entire life wondering what in Fuckman's Leap that was. At points, wondering if I turned a strange childhood nightmare into a false memory of seeing a movie. But no more. Had you not spontaneously, delightfully stumbled upon a reference to Creep Show 2, who knows how many more years I would have gone wondering if what I saw was real. Those reply all guys can go screw. You are the true detectives. But may the holy Menards bless you always. Joe in Menlo Park, California. Wow, I'm surprised no one was able to like solve that for him. That doesn't seem like a super obscure movie to no, me. No, it's yeah. Do you I have one of those I do too, and mine is the true test of like how will this ever get solved? But Well, let's put them out there and see it. if people know. Yeah. If you know what these these things are, you can email in to pistolshrimpsradio@gmail.com. Matt, but, go but, ahead. Put, but let put in the subject heading like mystery solved so we could jump ahead to that cuz I'm dying to know this and and let's we'll end on this cuz this is big. Okay, great. Why don't you go first? Because I think I even need to like formulate my memories of what this thing is and what's real and what's not. I, okay. So when I was a kid, I'm not sure. I feel like this is related to, sometimes I would go stay with my grandmother who lived in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, home of Bon Iver. Maybe you've heard hmm. of the band. 
Um, And inevitably I would watch morning time TV. And I I feel like this was in Eau Claire because I don't think we had Captain Kangaroo in Hudson where I grew up. Like the TV station didn't have Captain Kangaroo, but in Eau Claire it did. And I was so into it. And I remember that there were sort of segments on that show. And there was a segment about a girl who dropped a fork, a knife, and a spoon down some subway stairs. And when she went down to get them, she was in this sort of acid trip fairy tale world where she would run into the cow that jumped over the moon. And she was looking for the spoon. It was all based on Hey, hey Diddle Diddle, the cat and the fiddle. So there was definitely uh-huh. a cat and a fiddle. There were all these like fairy tale children's poem. Not like an Alice in Wonderland thing, but it was just, and it was fog. There was like dry ice or like fog machine fog. It was in a black studio. Like as a grown up, I'm trying to see like if I were producing this production, you would just need an all black studio and you'd pump in fog and there would be like an a, a person in a spoon costume. Or This like, is remarkably similar to mine. And This and is crazy. So the whole thing was like she couldn't go home until she found... I guess I, I think the dish ran away with the spoon, so she was looking for the dish, uh-huh. and she would encounter all these fairy tale, sort of children's poem elements. And once she had the spoon, she could go back home. But I was so worried about this girl because she was just trapped in the. But this subway. was part of Captain King- Kangaroo. Yes, and my memory of it is that it was like the final segment on, because didn't Captain oh. Kangaroo like he'd throw to a cartoon or throw to a different. It wasn't all like Captain Kangaroo with ping pong balls falling on him. He would throw to I other segments. I don't remember. He'd do, yeah, he'd go to the weather. and then Yeah, like, so I think traffic. this was like a, a produced segment at the end of Captain Kangaroo. Okay. And because I only saw like a week's worth of episodes and the you know TV is built on cliffhangers and getting you to tune in next week, I never saw that it resolved. I don't know that it resolved. And so it's just been this weird thing. And I don't even know how to look it up other than maybe I just start watching Captain Kangaroo episodes and maybe at least least you have a a clue. At least you have a clue. I feel like like I saw trail, but I've never the times I have tried to look it up. It does. Nothing happens. And I can't I can't find anything. Well, what's amazing about the Internet is I've had a number of these things and pretty much. I've been able to like quench or like close that open wound, you know, but this one I have, I don't even know if I have enough information. It's almost like a strange abstract memory. Um, Mine is, it was, I'm pretty sure it was on PBS on like a Saturday morning, early on a Saturday morning. And I remember I was very young. So this would have been late seventies, early eighties at the latest, maybe. And my sister and I were up and watching this thing. And my sister and I are really close now, but we were kind of at odds a lot as kids. And so I remember this being like a significant moment because we were both kind of watching this thing together and it felt nice. And it was about a girl and a boy about our ages. She, My sister's a little older. And it was pretty sure it was British. It was definitely filmed with that British video look like the old Doctor Who or, you know, like a British sitcom you know that I think it's that PAL format, so it has a slightly different frame rate than what we're used to here. 
And there were these two blonde kids, the sister and the brother. And I think they go to like a mansion. Like I want to say it was their grandma's or something. And it's like a spooky place and they don't know what's going on. And then at one point, if I'm remembering this correctly, and I bet I'm not, (laughs) everything goes away and it goes into a black void, but I think there was still furniture and it turns into a ballet and there's like ghosts that are kind of coming out and scaring them, but they're kind of like the, the girls like dancing away from them, but with just a black void in that video format. And I think she's wearing like pink leotard or something. I don't think the whole thing was a ballet and I don't know what the fuck this thing is. And it drives <laughs> me crazy. <laughs> and I bet in both of our cases, were we to actually find this footage and watch it? Yes. We'd probably be, I don't know about disappointed. I don't know that it would provide relief. I wonder, I, I thought I did find something recently where I remembered early on and we had select TV and there was this short film called the shoe shine girl. And it was just like a truly a short film from like the late seventies where this girl comes to town and gets a job as a shoe shine girl with this like, older man that kind of becomes her mentor, but she's brassy little girl and she learns a lesson and she calls this guy that doesn't tip her stingy guts. And (laughs) I remember my sister and I watched that and I found it online and I watched it and it was like kind of cathartic. And then I immediately texted my sister and go, remember shoeshine girl? And she's like, no. (laughs) Do you remember this British ballet kid running from ghosts in a black void? No. (laughs) At some point you just... I think mentally you run out of hard drive space. Oh, you I've got a long since stuff. done that. But yeah. for me with this, Hey, diddle diddle, the cat and the fiddle and the spoon and all of that stuff, <sighs> that thing is, that's a ghost in the machine. If anybody can find either Mark's or mine and send us a link, we'll give you a $5 rat bait DoorDash meal voucher. It's good for $5 worth of mouse cheese. It will be in a mousetrap. So do be careful, but yeah. that's a warning. Well, this wow. concludes, I think, our latest episode of this where we read emails. We we almost got through May. There's No, we almost got through June. Wow. There's one more in June, and then we'll move on to July of 2020. Well, do you want to just bang it out then? I mean, let me just read you the subject line. Okay. And you'll you'll know if you want to to me to read this email that's like five words long. This is from Thad Doria. 80s rock searching for relevance. Yeah. Read it. Read it. Wow. So Psycho Babble sure was a song Alan Parsons did, huh? (laughs) Okay. We'll just leave that at that. I don't even know that song. (laughs) I don't either. Well, we got to How do you feel about Alan Parsons' project? And then that's how we'll end it. I feel great about them. I only know Eye in the Sky. I feel like that's a band just waiting for me to dive into their deep cuts, but I love Eye in the Sky. I in that video. played I I got Eye in the Sky popped in my head recently before bed and I just put it on in the house. Mm. Christina was like, "What the hell is this?" and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's we found a musical blind spot. My wife's quite the music fan and she had she, not it, heard Eye in the Sky. She's did like, "Did she like it?" Not really. Yeah. It's on the same I, record as the Chicago Bulls intro music. Sirius, I believe it's called. Wait, Chicago, they do the Chicago Bulls intro If you watch music? the Last Dance documentary, there's like an instrumental that the Bulls famously come out to. I How's think it it's still being used. Uh, it's got like a lot of like 
what I would no that's final countdown Matt I know I know this has a lot of the like um you know the edge from U2 uses that delay yeah on like streets have no name yeah where he kind of is repeating a riff I don't even know how to describe I know how to play it I don't know Freddie Jones band style yeah so it's got this Dun 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 I'm butchering it, but that's Oh man. I might have to listen to some eye on the sky after this. That may I may propose that to Townland for a cover. I am the eye in the sky maker of rules. Yeah, if I were of a certain age, I would have been listening to them. Yeah. I'm curious to see if our singing will line up in this final thing, you know, cause when you're recording on zoom, it's, it's not an exact science. So that might have a bit of that edge delay to it. It's an inexact science. Yeah. Well, Mark, I miss well, you. Matt, I love you. I, I kiss you. you. I glove you. <laughs> it's the only way to fly. If you want to email the show, it's pistol shrimps radio at gmail.com. We're on Twitter and Instagram, but I don't know that that's been updated in any sort of way. And look forward to our next episode in 2025. No, we're going to have to do some more of these just to get through here. Because, Matt, what if somebody solves one of our mysteries? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You could also, if you really know, maybe try us on Twitter or something, too. Although I don't always see that, but... It'd be uh, worth a shot. Yeah, my my feeling is that I don't I don't really want to even scan these emails if I don't. I mean, I I see that I get them, and if there's a urgent matter that I can glean from the subject line, I might look at the email. Yeah, but do I all really caps. try not to look at these because I feel like it's more fun if neither one of us knows what people are writing in about. I think that's true. So know that when you're writing in, don't write in and say something's highly personal yeah that you'd be embarrassed for us to read because i'll just read it i'm like ron burgundy and anchorman i'm just gonna read what's on the prompter yeah boy that's a bucket of worms that i'm opening up isn't it and that's a mixed metaphor because worms typically don't come in a bucket they come in a can yeah but if you know a guy you can get a bucket of worms i'll get you a bucket of worms i'm sure people are going to start writing in like my name's mark i like to touch butts They're going to just write random shit That's for me to That's best read. case scenario. I'm giving people ideas. I really, like, I can't stop myself. It's like I'm arming my enemies with... My name's Mark, and I like to touch butts. I don't mind elbows, but I never touch nuts. <laughs> anyway, that's the show that we do. Yeah. The do but, that we show. We'll see you next time. And this is Matt Gorley. And this is Kevin Wildebeest saying, let's start again. Well, it's a who knows what day. I'm gonna go say, hey, my calendar friend. Has the days all come to an end? Are we living on the edge? Are we hanging out with Sedge, comma, Edie Wick, Edie Sedgwick. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Let's start again. This is Pistols Rooms Radio. My name's Matt Gore. <laughs> and I'm Mark McConville. Matt, are we starting again or did you just want to leave that one out there hanging like a fart in the wind? I'm saying if Pistol Shrimps Radio is nothing if not warts and all. And you're saying that's a wart. I'm saying that's a king-size wart that you need some... What was that stuff that you used to freeze it off with? Compound that, W? Compound W. I get it confused with Preparation H because they both end in letters. Why as do they if do you're, that? As if you're supposed to know... Well, let's first, let's first address Compound W. They've made a compound and they've named it W. But, yeah, but, but what if somebody tried to... Preparation H doesn't make any sense. They've prepared something called H. And if you misused them and you froze off a hemorrhoid, would that... I mean, that, gosh, I don't know. I just don't know. Well, that's what I'm doing right now. So by the end of this podcast, we'll know what it's like to freeze off a hemorrhoid. Yeah, hell yeah. Will you excuse me a second? I built these little squirrel feeder tables. And um, they look like picnic tables. You've probably seen these things online. Amanda wanted one. But now there's a bird in it, and it's sitting in the dish, just eating from the dish it's sitting in. Can you believe that shit? It's like a bird this, buffet. This is Pistol Shrimps Radio. My name is Tart. And my name is, hey, I don't like doing danger dishes. If you've Can ever... we start again? <laughs> I don't know if you're serious or not. I don't either. That's the problem. Hold on. It seems to me that we shouldn't start again. This is really we've we've morphed into this. This is what this thing has become. We started out as a basketball podcast, even though we don't know much about basketball. But I know I love you. We were going to these amateur rec league games for a team called the Pistol Shrimps. Six years ago, by the way. Yeah. And we were we were doing play-by-play the best we could. And inevitably, we would go off on tangents about TV shows, movies we like, random songs. Matt would shout a lot in a quiet basketball stadium. Arena? <laughs> there Gymnasium. would be a lot of things that we would do during the game. But mostly, we were there to support the team and report to you, the fans... What was going on with our pistol shrimps? And now this podcast on its long journey has morphed into what we are now calling, and I'm saying for the first time as I'm thinking of it, Pistol Shrimps Radio, colon, intermittent mailbag. That's right. We do have an email address. It's pistolshrimpsradio at gmail.com, and many folks have emailed in 
saying nice things, saying not so nice things. That's actually not true. I don't think anybody has ever said, well, go screw is not very nice. Yeah, but that's said in love yeah. as an inside joke. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe someone under cover of irony is really wants us to go screw. And if they do, that's fine. We do this so intermittently. Matt, I'm going to let you guess when our last, uh, when the next email, what the date is on oh, it. No. Oh, no. I'll say April of 2020. Uh, it's good news. It's uh, May 17th, 2020. Oh, then we're looking good. Yeah. Uh, before we get into it, though, Matt. How's we got to do a Christmas New Year's roundup update? Okay, because I don't think the people have heard from us in some time. No, I mean, it has been a, f- a little few and far between for this podcast, but you know, I've long maintained that you, Mark, and the listeners, you're my podcast family, you're the people I want to die with. You know, like I think we should all get a, a, a shared plot, you know, or like how they have family members put together. Like a Voltron? I'm not saying we die early like a cult. I'm just saying whenever it's anybody's turn, you just go where your pre-purchased plot is in the Big Pistol Shrimps family graveyard. <laughs> Duda, da For a second, you were saying, you know, we need to put ourselves together. And I did imagine, like, we'd have your head and my arms and a fan's torso, and it would be like a, <laughs> a weird Frankenstein Voltron thing. Well, that's good, too. Yeah, so if you want to donate your body parts to the Pistol Shrimps Voltron, let's make it happen. Yeah, either way, to the graveyard of the Voltron. We're not asking much. I get to be Red Lion. Okay, I get to be um, Blue Cross. Can we start again? Are we going to do it? Is it that I'm, I'm out of Pistol Shrimps practice? Probably. Do you have a, an affinity for Voltron in the same way that you have an affinity for maybe a G.I. Joe or a mask? Not at the same level, no. I certainly some... watched it, but if you told me, you know, you have to pick which lion you like the most, I don't know that I could do that. Yeah, I'm the same. Like, I don't have the, like, level of focus I do for mask or G.I. Joe or Robotech. Can we go over and the I... lions? Because I think this sure. blue lion is water. Red lion comes out of a volcano, maybe. Green Lion is f- straight out of the jungles of the Amazon. Yeah. Or something Yellow like Lion's that. just straight out of a toilet. No, I think Yellow Lion is the desert. Isn't it's not Yellow pee? Lion? It's not a giant lake of pee? I don't, not that I know of. They may have updated the show. Okay. And then just Black Lion is sitting. That's the main body, right? I don't know because I also get them confused with Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and all their color coded shit. Let's start over. Let's start again. <laughs> this is Pistol Shrimps Radio. My name is Kalaro Gandayas. And my name is O. Tenry. <laughs> I'm O. Henry's to the 10th power. <laughs> it's so ironic, it ceases to be ironic. It's crazy. It's the ultimate irony. Yeah. So much so that it's just prose. Yeah. Uh, hey, Jim, I bought you an atomic clock. Della, I bought you a chainsaw for your hair. I sold my tree to buy you this atomic clock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I sold time to get you this chainsaw. 
This is Pistol Shrimps Radio. Well, Matt, do you want to get it? Do you did you have a good New Year's, Christmas, all that stuff? It's a good season, and it's all gone now. It feels like a yeah. distant memory. It was a bit of a wash this year, I have to say, because I think a part of what makes Christmas so special to me is Amanda and I do something called Christmas lockdown prior to the pandemic, <laughs> where we take it's like solace in the fact that we can just stay in and watch a season of something 80 times or whatever. But this time we were kind of forced to do it, and it still was nice, but it just felt like a wash a bit, I guess. How about you? Well, yeah, we we went ahead and got two Christmas trees this year. Oh, well, just so you know, we do that every year. <laughs> well, that was different for us because the plan was set up that second Christmas tree in our TV room, and we just watched The Crown pretty much Wait, from... Where did- where does your first Christmas tree go? We have a picture window in the front of our house. There's no TV oh. up in that f- oh, uh, front that's area. Right, right gotcha. And we just oh, put, the, nice. put a big old tree in the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we and ours it. is a second little one. It just goes in the bedroom. And that's ours. Nice. The second yeah. little TV, the TV room tree was not some giant. It was yeah. meant to be sort of a Charlie Brown tree. Like, let's pull right. one off the lot that no one's ever going to do. Yeah. Anyway. Then on New Year's, we did get pretty drunk, which is not a regular thing. Mm, wow. We did that last year, but not this time. It was stupid to do, but I did really? have a good time. Were you hungover? Yeah. Yeah, because we, we did that, and then I had the Moderna, Pfizer, AstraZeneca vaccine trio sampler platter. <laughs> How'd you get that? I just ordered it online, and it showed up. I have a wow. fake ID. I have a fake ID where I'm 72 years old. And a frontline worker. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm a 93-year-old first responder <laughs> with comorbidities. Yeah. So they sent it right to my house. <laughs> That's not true. I have not been vaccinated. I am anxiously awaiting the day that I can get a couple shots and be done with this garbage. Just hold still. I'm going to give you... Some mouth to mouth, and then get your heart going again. It's gonna take me a while to get down there. I am morbidly obese. <laughs> what do I give you the adrenaline or the morphine? I can't. Oh, for the life of me, I can't remember. Sit still. I've uh, got to get out of my walker. That's also a chair. <laughs> I know we're in the ambulance going to the emergency room but i feel like i could just do this surgery on right now if you'd let me that's how we used to do it back in world war negative two can you sign this waiver and then hand me my glasses so i can see if you signed it otherwise i am blind as a bat can you wave at the signer he he wants there's um uh, George Clooney's out there doing autograph dances. Could we just stop the ambulance for a little bit? He's my favorite actor. I loved Leathernecks. Looks like he's reopening a Planet Hollywood. I want to take a picture next to Bruce Bruce Willis's leather jacket. Oh, uh, my skin's basically leather. Anyway, um, we're here. Oh, this isn't the hospital. This is the Dollar Tree. You want a tree for one (laughs) dollar? Cheapest tree you'll ever find. You can put one in your TV room and watch The Crown all Christmas season. Let's start again. Well, Matt, do you want to get into these emails or not? Mark, that's what I came to. I came here to 
chew bubblegum and answer emails, and I'm all out of emails, chomp chomp. Well, I've got some emails for you. Oh, good. Then never mind. So, uh, just so everyone knows, if you haven't listened to the show before, these emails, they've just been sitting unread in an email box, in an inbox. I haven't read them ahead of time. I'm pretty much cold reading these things. Yeah. So who knows what's ahead? Cold reading as in, like, a medium speaking to the other side. Yeah. These Mm -hmm. emails are from Specters and Ghosts. Yeah. This is from Michael. Dated May 17th, 2020. Hey, guys. Specters and Ghosts better be buried in our Pistol Shrimps Radio family plot. I just wanted to write in and let you guys know, and I'm sure all Shrimps fans will agree, that you are the podcast family I want to grow old with. See? Now just add and die with. And die with. That's in here. No, it isn't. Pistol Shrimps Radio was always a blessing before, and now it is even more important and helps you realize we're all just a bunch of dumb mall kids in this crazy thing called whatever this is. One question and a comment. Matt, what do you think of the squib work in Michael Mann's Public Enemies? I just, I love all his Uh, movies and just saw this one for the first time. I haven't seen it. I feel like. Should I? I feel I'd like say answer I, an e- I'd say send an email back, but we won't get it for three years. <laughs> yeah, I um I feel like I what other movies has Michael Mann done? We're recording this oh, in the morning and my brain's heat, not on fire yet. Heat collateral, you know, Miami Vice Mark, something we saw in the oh, theater yeah. together on what I considered to be one of the best dates of my life. Is he is he heat? Yes. So yes, I definitely saw this and I don't remember anything about it. But I remember being like, it's a Michael Mann movie. I got to go see it. Wow. I wonder what's significant about the squibs. I know it was, it was controversial for its shot on video or digital. So I wonder if that made the squibs look like less real or something. Is it, is it, uh, is Christian Bale in this movie? I don't know. Johnny Depp's in it, right? Doesn't he play D- Dillinger? I think so. And Marianne Cotillard. All right. So it seems like we know something about it. I don't know what the squib work is like. Hmm. Mark, I love your new podcast. It's so fun and joyful, and I listen while I Google all the mascots. Love and appreciate everything you guys do. Go Shrimps, go Screw! Thank you, Michael. Well, thanks. I'm enjoying the Mascots podcast. Check it out on Stitcher Preem. This is from Ben. Hi, Pistol Shrimps team. Ben here. I'm one of the co-founders of Thyssen, an audio-to-text transcription platform. We're working... Oh, this is a... This is like a business... Thing. We get those. I have to say, though, I have used free audio transcript services before where you upload something because, you know, the with Gorley and Russ podcast is so long. And then I thought of something I wanted to edit out. And rather than listen to it, I just uploaded it and then searched the document and found it. Does it have time codes on it? Uh, Yeah, I believe it does. Oh, that would be and, super helpful. Yeah. And I was able to take down my singing praise of Joseph Stalin. <laughs> and it went a little something like this. <laughs> well, you're living behind a big mustache. I'd like to burn it to the ground and make it hairy ash. You'd look real funny with a bare upper lip. Now I'm singing with my hand on my hip. I like capitalism. I like making money. I like being free and acting funny. Because when you dress up, 
in all gray clothes. You look like a Soviet guy, I suppose. And that's why you're living in a shtetl with your family and your friends. I thought that was an okay. I didn't think that was much of a takedown. Was it supposed to be a takedown? Or are you saluting the man? I think I was praising him. It was neither, really, was it? Yeah, that was just sort of a down-the-road description of Stalin stuff. Do I have shtetl right? I don't know. I feel like I've heard that word before, but I don't know what it... I've never really used it in a sentence. It was a shtetl was a small town with a large Jewish population which existed in Central and Eastern Europe before the Holocaust. I don't know if I use that incorrectly, and if I did, I apologize. Do you want to move on, or do you want to start over? Let's start over. This is from Igor Santos. Matt, the subject of this email is greeting from Brazil. Whoa. Oh, all right. Again, cold reading this. This seems very important. Uh, Hi, Mark and Matt. I'm writing to say thanks. You two have literally saved my life. When I discovered (laughs) Pistol Shrimps Radio, Mark commented about it on Spontaneation. I was in a very low point in my life, and the 90-plus kilometers I had to drive every day weren't helping. So you both deactivated my mounting road rage, and my mental issues subsided as a result of a playlist with all Pistol Shrimps radio episodes on a constant loop in my car. Your randomness and streams of consciousness make for an always pleasant revisit of whatever episodes, and they always sound new and fresh, splashed with granules of recognizable bits that make them feel recently nostalgic somehow. I probably owe you a lot of money from the free therapy you gave me over the years. Well, that's nice wow, to hear. that is very nice. And yes, you do owe us a ton of money. Yep. Every listener, by the way, is getting an itemized bill. Now, you can try to get your insurance to pay it. That's fine. But they do owe us tons of money. Igor continues here. I also listen at least once a day to The Season of Giving by The Journeyman. <laughs> Only recently realized that Mark isn't singing. Well, I'm not singing at all. It's, I think that's Matt singing Tiny Tim and All the Women of the Night part, which brings me to a question I wanted to ask. What's the first line of this verse? Long uh, Reverend White, oh, Low Reverend Wides, Laundering no, it's Whites. The bridge. Old Reverend Whites. It's it's hard to decipher. Here's the lyric. It's really funny, though, because I know what it is. Yeah. Old Reverend White's tiny Timon, all the women of the nights are aglow with virgin snow. We'll have high-grade blow this Christmas. <laughs> tiny, we use tiny Timon as a verb. Yeah, so old Reverend White his... is having sex with women of the night. but you've, Using his tiny Tim. You've, 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 you've used a euphemism there. We've turned Tiny Tim into a euphemism. For penises. Oh, is that what? His Well, I guess it's just, he could be, that's what I took it as, is that he's using his no, penis you're right. to have sex with women of the night. Old Reverend White's Tiny Tim and all the women of the nights are aglow with fur. And that's Jimmy Blades on Harmony in that. Yeah. And then it yeah. ends with a cocaine joke. Yes, you know, classy. We didn't post that this year, did we? I don't think we did. No. Uh, Anyway, thanks for what you've done. I've since stopped having harmful thoughts, but as you've probably seen, my country is not the best place in the world right now, so your content is always welcomed. Well, you're in good company. 
Uh, clouds from your Brazilian fan, Igor. Igor, thank you for writing in. I'm glad that our stuff has helped you through tough times. I am very glad. Would you like to move on? Let's start again. This is from the Greenius. Mailbag! Hey, guys. Super Ego was great at SF Sketchfest this year. <laughs> this is from May 21st, 2020. I had been going since 2012, and it was always a highlight. I also remember getting distracted by how nice your suits looked. Long story short, on an old episode, you guys wondered what the name of those supermarket capsule toy quarter machines would be, and I have the answer for you. Gachapon, or Gashapon. It's a Japanese onomatopoetic from the two sounds, gacha, for the hand-cranking action of a toy vending machine, and pawn for the toy capsule landing in the collection tray. It also sounds like something Kubich named. Keep up the great work, and thanks, KB in San Diego. Gachapon. That's funny, because when Amanda and I went to Japan, we went to this area, I forget what it was called, but it had those everywhere, and she kept getting the Gudetama little egg yolk creatures that you put on things, and I was getting these little Lupin the Third action figures out of them and we basically were there all day and just split up and went you go to that one i'll go to this one and then i haven't seen her since that was a long time ago that we went to japan yeah Yeah, it was amanda's 30th birthday and you still haven't seen her since then Uh uh-uh that's really strange i know your house is not that did you both come home i don't know you don't know if she came home from japan no what so the last time you saw her you were looking for gacha punk and she was covered in gudetama uh-huh from her head to her mama <laughs> uh, let's not start again adam tool writes in Happy birthday to Matt and me and also the others. Guess when this one's from, Matt? May 23rd, 2020. Dearest Boogs, I'm writing this on my birthday, which I also know to be Matt Gorley's birthday. Wow. I hope Matt enjoyed his special day, and I'm wondering if he knew who else shares this birthday. Yeah, Would you I like do. Would you me to read the list for you? Well, let me say some of them. I know Drew Carey and I have the same Cleveland's birthday. Cleveland's favorite son, Drew Carey. Scatman Carruthers. Uh, actor and uh, Scatman, Scatman Carruthers, yes. Uh... Joan Collins, I believe. Living legend Joan Collins, 83 years old this year. And is Jewel my birthday or the next day? I forget. Mid-90s pop sensation Jewel. And who else? Quizmaster Ken Jennings. Oh, wow. Okay. Former WWE world champion Bray Wyatt. Oh, yeah. We were born twins. I think you're going to like this one. Electric instrument pioneer Robert Moog. Oh, I don't think I knew that. Here's another one you're going to like. Voice acting wow. superstar H. John Benjamin. No shit. And wow. the winning of the British off for May 23rd, Nigel Davenport. Oh, actor Nigel Davenport. I see what he's saying. Who's that? I don't even know. I don't who know who is. Nigel Davenport is, but boy, is that a British name. Yeah, let me look him up. Hope you guys never run out of letters so we never run out of podcasts. Hugs and kisses. Adam from Des Moines, Iowa. Nigel Davenport. Oh, Chariots of Fire, A Man for All Seasons. Wow. Yeah. Hey, speaking of that kind of thing, just real quick. Yeah. I've been waking up. Well, first I started waking up at like five. Have you been waking up before you go-go? I haven't even go-go'd yet. 
I've been waking up at five and then it became four. And then I've been getting up at like 320 and 350. I don't know what's happening to me. But thank God I found this show from the 70s on Tubi called The Sandbaggers. And it's a 70s spy show that takes place 90% just at the people's desks in <laughs> in office buildings. Sure. It is so comforting at that time in the morning. And I just get up and now I look forward to it. And I get up and I put my headphones on and I watch The Sandbaggers. It's so wonderful. Before Mark. dawn. You're watching. Not only before dawn, like before dawn, and then what am I gonna do? Oh, because it's still an hour or two before dawn. Do you go back to sleep at any point? Today I did because I got up at three something, and then I finished sandbaggers, and I did go back to sleep. But sometimes I don't. I've just been staying up. Oh, I I know. I've been having a little bit of that where I wake up, and my brain. Generally, I'm a little groggy in the morning. But there was a couple of weeks where every night I was getting up about 4 o'clock and for about 45 minutes to an hour, I would just be wide awake with existential dread. Yeah, just oh, yeah. fun, Same. like thinking about big stuff, little stuff. Can- Same. I cannot get my brain to shut off, which is the, maybe the first time in my life I've ever experienced this. Even in my darkest and most like, oh, really? saddest and How just nice. most messed up times. Right around midnight, one o'clock, I just, I go to sleep. I just, my body goes, you can deal with it tomorrow. Not anymore, no. baby. No. Existential dread is my roommate. Are you kidding? And uh, I woke up the other day with a scenario that popped into my head about the inauguration and the chain of succession and an event that could happen that I thought unique to this time in history. And I was like, I don't even want to say what it is because if it happens, I can't, I don't know a workaround. And it scared the crap out of me. And I'm like, I can't be the only person who's thought of this. We don't We don't give those things a voice, Matt. No, we don't. We let but them We give we our fears a voice. Night. Oh, yeah. I'm not about to say it because, you know, who knows what you're going to run off and well, do. Well, is it, is it that some catastrophic thing happens and then um, one of the animatronics from the showbiz pizza band has to be the president? Well, that's, in, you know, if one of the Hall of Presidents at Disney gets you know taken out in the event as well because you know big fat automatronic taft could yeah because it goes it goes president vice president secretary of state and then there's a couple of other sort of cabinet members president potem yeah yeah then it goes to the hall of presidents in orlando and And then it starts with washington and goes through Right. Chronologically, But yeah. then if those guys don't work, then it goes to the Hall of Presidents at Disneyland, which is weird. You'd think it would go the other way because Disneyland is older. Yeah. But... Now, it's weird because who's the president that served two unconsecutive terms? Grover Cleveland. So, Grover Cleveland, he falls in the succession. Whoever is before Grover Cleveland, if he doesn't make it through the event, then it goes to Grover Cleveland. Then if Grover cleveland doesn't make it it goes to the next guy but if that guy doesn't make it they go back to grover cleveland and try to resuscitate the animatronic right and that's in orlando but that does not apply to the disneyland hall of presidents well then after all of those orlando ones are exhausted they go to disneyland right and And do the same thing what's unique about this inauguration is that disneyland is now being used as a vaccination site and so those Hall of Presidents animatronics would have to quarantine for 14 days before they could be part of the ceremony, and we cannot wait that long. No, and that's so absolutely right. They are sort right. of wiped. There's sort of an exception. 
you know, in 2024, they will be back in the line of succession. But right now they are sort of like frozen and off to the side, which is why we've moved on to some other groups. Yeah. And it's weird to think like, um, you know, Orlando John Tyler has seniority over, let's say, uh, Disneyland JFK. Right. It's it's weird, but it's just how it works. Yeah. So then, of course, it goes to this orange farmer named Rick, and he very publicly has said, I am not interested. I don't want the job. I know that I am in line, but I, I, I am sort of, I'm willing to step aside. I and then after that, what's interesting is you go back to Orlando to the Hall of Ricks, and they go to the first animatronic Rick, mm-hmm. and he's into it. Rick He's Springfield. Into it. Yeah, Rick Springfield. Animatronic Rick Springfield would like to be president. But they the animatronic they chose was his look from True Detective season two as Dr. Pitler. Yes. And then And it, this is all fact. It comes it, it came to light, I believe, in like the late eighties, early nineties, that he does have a criminal record and is not eligible to be the president of the United States. Yeah, he was impeached. So then they go to a peach farmer. And then after, James. Yeah. And his giant peach. And then yeah. after that, I think that's where it starts to go to a Chuck E. Cheese, where you have right. Chuck E. Cheese and his coterie of friends. But I don't know that they're because like mice age differently than humans. I don't mm-hmm. think he's technically old enough to be the president. No, because they age much slower. Like yeah. mice live like turtles and mice and parrots. A three year old mouse is actually a hundred something years old, but that doesn't, it doesn't translate. It doesn't flip over like that. So it doesn't work. I don't actually know why you would have a mouse as your president. Yeah. And then if Chucky can't do it, because there's the other animals like Skank the skunk, he's Mm -hmm. second in succession. Yeah. And he is an anarchist. Right. So then that's why after all of that, after you get through all of those guys, then it goes to showbiz pizza. And that's where... Um, like the dog who plays drums and the cheerleader and the gorilla who plays the piano. Well, then it goes to the gorilla who plays drums from that um, Cadbury chocolates ad where they play the Phil Collins song. Then they go to Phil Collins and then they go to Phil Collins from Def Leppard. Which is very strange because all three of them are British. Yeah. They were born in England and also cannot be president for that very reason. It's a formality. Politics are complicated. They are. They are, yeah. So, you know, hopefully we don't end up with an animatronic drum-playing dog as our president. Well, I think we just had one. Do you want to move on to our next email, or do you want to start over? I think it would be best. This is from May 25th. Brooklyn Dinosaur writes in, Hey, my boogs. I've thought about writing for a while, but I especially do since in the last episode, May 7th, Matt discussed how much he dislikes the show Ozark because of an episode during season three. Yeah. I was just finishing season two when I listened to that podcast. I really want to know what he was talking about. Now, almost three weeks later, I just finished season three minutes ago. And Matt, if this is read, obviously we do not want to spoil the show. So you can just say yes or no to this. Were you talking about Wendy having to- Whoa, whoa, whoa. No spoilers. So you don't want me to read this question? Well, you did read it, but I'm cutting it out of the episode in case anybody's currently watching Ozark. You don't want to tell them that. But I will answer 
this person's question because now I know what they're talking about. And I will say, yes, but it was more the, like, the performance of the actor was so incredible and so sad and heartbreaking that it, it just ruined me. Yeah, there's a tremendous performance in that season. I think it's it's hard to watch, but I think it's worth it. I think it's really good. I have mixed feelings, and that's how good that guy's performance was. It wasn't that I didn't... Hey, Matt, like no it spoilers. Was... It could have been a lady. Yeah. Did you watch Mank? You should watch that show because of Ruth. You should watch Ozark because of Ruth. She's the greatest. Did you watch Mank? No, I did not watch Mank. Well, that guy's in it that plays that role that we're talking about. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, if you want to spoil this for yourself, go ahead and look up who we're talking about and then you can figure it out. But it's not a spoiler to know who, who it is. We're not saying what happens. Yeah. Anyway, Brooklyn Dinosaur writes, I've been trying to figure out what scene made you upset and that's really the one I thought it might be. All right. Anyhow, I've been listening to you both for more than four years now. It's probably going on five because we sat on this email for so long. And go screw has been in my vernacular for some time now. I know you both wanted to take a break from the show, but I'm so happy you've been continuing with it, even if it's once a month. <laughs> <laughs> once a month per year. One month per year. I hope you both understand that we all love you for continuing and having silly episodes to listen to. It really does help with a bad time, which I've had many. I wish that you both will continue this in some capacity. Lastly, shout out to Jane. She was a writer a few episodes ago who said she could never find anything with her name on it. Jane? Being named Kate, which isn't short for anything, I feel the pain. It's always Catherine name tags or Kathleen mm. souvenirs, but never just Kate, unless you're Ben Folds 5. Oh, what a song that is. Or The Taming of the Shrew. So I wanted to say hi to that woman, give her a shout out in name solidarity. Peace and love to you both. Hope you're well. Kate. That hmm. seems weird that Kate wouldn't be on like a novelty license plate. And but Jane. Those also are very common names to me. Sort of on her parents for naming her Kate and not Catherine and just calling her Kate. Yeah. That's my, one of my mother's many names is Catherine. Your mom's a name collector? I'll say. Catherine Welford Nolan Warden Gorley Merrill. Look. As as we're reading this thing about Kate being a common or non-common name, the next email is from someone named Lowen, L-O-E-N. Wow. That's Can I we- just say, yeah. though, that, that in terms of us keeping this going, it, it is a matter of us keeping this going so that it does have a future life. We've often teased this, this idea we have for the future, but we've also since said that it's impossible to do during the pandemic. You know what's but funny, ne- Matt? What? Let me tell you a little Christmas story. You're not going to spoil anything, are you? Um, I I'll try to do it where I just tease it. Okay. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to spoil anything, but on an annual Christmas basis, there is a thing that my wife's family would always eat. I won't say what it is, and we hmm. had to go track one of these things down. I could and, guess where it is. And yeah, so we had to go to this specific place and there were people we were able to do. I know we could technically do we it. We really I could. I don't want I to. I think it's no. very irresponsible. But uh, one of the reasons that you and I have discussed for like why we sh- 
shan't and can't do the thing we want to do was it was revealed to me boy that's not true <laughs> what do you mean what's not true you can we could we could oh. do an episode today oh yeah i know it's crazy but it's not a good idea but it, it, i have been thinking about it lately because it will be twofold like the it will us doing that will mean that this pandemic is at least safely somewhat behind us if we're if you and I have decided we're going to do it. Yes, if you hear an episode of this show that is not us sitting in our houses reading emails and answering them, you'll know that better times are coming. Yeah, also we should be careful cuz we we've never done a proof of concept with this. We're not even 100% sure it could work. Yeah, we are over promising and hopefully we will over deliver. <laughs> but I hope it happens. Uh I do too. This next email, this feels like a sort of like miniature like B storyline in these mailbags. The subject of Lowen's email is Alaskans Unite. Wow. We've got a lot of listeners from Alaska. Really? Yeah, it does seem like that. That's right. They're, oh, they were doing that whole big reunion up yeah, there. Yeah, so uh, I'm sorry that this is being read <laughs> seven months later. <laughs> They're all just from Lowen. My wonderful boogies. I can't express how much I look forward to these mailbag episodes. It's a great way to forget about the dumpster fire and laugh for an hour, not to mention the movie and songs I've learned about from YouTube. I think that is supposed to say movies and songs. We, we've mm. talked about more than one movie. Yeah. I am writing in response to Shane Parker and Jessica Marks, my two new Alaska BFFs, to say we should actually meet up this summer. I love it. My family and I will be flying into Alaska in June. We would obviously love to meet up with one or both of these boogies at the Keen Cow in Ninilichik. Wow, the Keen Cow. That's a great name. So my husband and I will be there on June 11th, 18th, and 26th at 7 p.m. <laughs> How'd food, it go? The food is that good. I hope uh, the listeners have realized that they should not send anything time sensitive to Mark us, Matthew, unless it, it's like two years. The invitation extends to you and your better halves, too. Come up to Alaska. Enjoy the fun. In June of 2020? Uh, we look forward to meeting these shrimp, these members of Shrimp Nation. You two are oh, beacons man. of light, never changed, Lowen. What well, could have been? Oh my God! See, if we're doing the new podcast, that would probably be a more regular podcast. That could have worked out. Sorry that that didn't happen. Yeah, this is from Emily. First time, not a very long time. Hi, Mark and Matt, my boogies. Thank you, Mark, for starting your Mascots podcast. I had never heard of Pistol Shrimps Radio until the first Mascots episode, and I didn't know the joy that I was missing. Since then, I've shamelessly listened and re-listened to the basketball, golf, spelling bee, and white elephant commentating a couple of times over. Listening to your lack of basketball knowledge, the stretches of Matt speaking continuously until someone scores. I forgot about that. And the ridiculous singing interludes has been the comforting soundtrack to what was otherwise a wild and disorienting spring of distance educating. I teach elementary school and everything changed over spring break, just like the rest of the world. It really feels like being around friends. On the latest mailbag apps, you've been hearing a lot from the same people. There are more of us out here listening. I promise. 
Thank you for continuing to update us on the mailbag and your prolific podcasting performances. I love your spoonerisms and opposite naming games so much. My husband has even started doing them with me. You're truly a sporadic. What? You're truly a. You truly are a sponic to my turret. Oh, tonic, a tonic to, my to my spirit. Keep up the silly. Mark, the Japanese mascots game is a joy. And Matt, I wish you could bring more of your shrimp self to Conan. He needs some of your pushback oh, from God. Emily in Tucson. <laughs> he wouldn't have. He wouldn't tolerate it. <laughs> he wouldn't give time for that for a second. <laughs> I would never try. Um, God bless you if you're a teacher during it's this not time. not a safe environment. Can you imagine teaching children? I I salute you, teachers, yeah, really and seriously. truly. Uh, yeah, I, I can't. I don't have children of my own, but I do have a niece and a nephew, and they're not quite school age yet. But you get them on a Facetime call, and it is just like watch. It's like watching the Tasmanian Devil sometimes. Oh yeah, I don't have children of my own, but I do have other people's children. <laughs> I love that movie. And if you ever want to see them again, you'll send uh, unmarked $100 in unmarked bills. Unmarked $100? And I mean, I want these things blank. Just yeah. white, rectangular pieces of paper. Uh, let's go on to this one. Kellen Conrad. Hey, guys. Been listening to Bananas for Bonanza and just wanted to commend you guys on how great the theme music turned out. Well, thank you. Oh, Mark, thanks. I'm not sure if that's you on Pedal Steel. It seems like I remember seeing you were selling your Pedal Steel a while back on the social media. But man, it's fine work all the way around. Just curious, who is playing what on that recording? Was it recorded in a home studio? Thanks for the laughs. You guys are the best. Kellen Conrad. Well, of course that's Mark on Pedal Steel because he's the only person I know that does Pedal Steel. And even if I knew every Pedal Steel player, I'd want Mark because, man... Mark, you know I'm your biggest fan. Thanks, man. I, I can't get enough of your pedal steel playing. I've been trying to get better. That's been one of my pursuits during this oh. lockdown. Well, um, it has yet to come out, but we've seen each other prior to this like heavy surge in lockdown a few times. So you've come over and done some socially distanced pedal steel recordings for... I have a little band called Townland that we're putting together an album, and you played some amazing stuff on that at a distance. Yeah, it's fun to do. I like it. Um, I did sell my old pedal steel and bought a uh, bought a different. I got I kind of upgraded, and the yeah, guy who bought beautiful. it, that whole thing was wild. Do you know the oh. story, Matt? And we've talked about this. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, this guy from Colorado, flew here to L.A. <laughs> Because he didn't know if he wanted to buy it. he He's like, I want to buy it, but I'm just sort of, I've never played one. So he came to my house. I set <laughs> it up. I kind of showed him how it worked. And he's like, great. But the, my old pedal steel, they're not light. They, it weighs like 70 pounds. Yeah. The old one. <laughs> the new one I have is a little lighter, but the old one was such a tank. And he, he traveled a lot for business. So he was sort of like rather than ship it I'll it'll be cheaper for me to f like fly southwest and just get it and leave that's incredible but then you don't have you can't carry on a 70 pound four foot case like it's not a small case either so I don't know what the hell that guy did but he was such an interesting strange man he bought this deal he's like I I'm in I want to buy it great 
And then he's like, my flight doesn't leave till 9.30, and it was maybe 5 p.m. Oh, no. <laughs> so I went and had a beer with him, and it got real, not bad, but just, it got strange. <laughs> what In what way can you say? Well, at one point he was asking me, he he might listen to this. I doubt it, but he was sort of say asking what I do. And I mentioned super ego and I mentioned some other projects. I don't know that I mentioned this, but who cares? And so he got out his iPad and there was, let's say some content oh, that's on right. his that's iPad right. that I was like, Oh, <laughs> just let's say he had some tabs open in his browser. <laughs> I love it. I don't judge, uh, but uh, yeah, he was a hyper intelligent, very interesting dude who showed up in like a USSR beret and snakeskin cowboy boots. He was a dude. Wow. wow. I hope he's enjoying my pedal steel guitar. I'm sure he is. I'm sure it sounds like he's enjoying life. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the, the, the people on that. Oh, yeah. Let's were... go over the lineup of who did what. So Mark plays pedal steel, but on the closing credits version of that, there's like an instrumental version, which the credits are set. So... On the opening, the theme song, Mark plays, you're playing your B-Bender guitar, right? Yeah, I'm uh, doing a little Telecaster in on there. Yeah, you're playing that lead riff. I'm on the uh, acoustic finger-picking guitar. And then two members of my band, Townland, you can find us on Instagram, at Townland Band. Wade Ryan plays drums and did some harmonies. And Daniel Michikoff played bass and did some harmonies. And then... Uh, Townland also did the theme for with Gorley and Russ too. Nice. Yeah. I feel like we've answered. Was it recorded in a home studio? Yes, I think it all was. Right. Oh, and separately too, because that this was during the pandemic. That's become Wait, a thing. Now. No, that's We're lots is of, it? Was well, it? I feel like uh, maybe not. No, I, I definitely don't... recorded it here and at my house, and I recorded my stuff here and sent it to you. Well, yeah, I know everybody did do it separately, but I can't remember if that was just out of ease or. Because of the pandemic. I, I mean, remember. I did my recordings at the Capitol Records building. That's what I meant Oh, to right. Say. I did mine at Abbey Road. It would be cheaper to fly southwest to England. <laughs> um, this is nice. This guy, Brian Bodutch. That sounds like a... That sounds like <laughs> a... Brian Tabodutch. Yeah. Hi, Kubich. How are you? Well, I have been better. Oh, yeah. Are you... How are you, how are you doing during this pandemic? Are you... Wh- what's your living situation? Well, I have been better, meaning I have changed my name to Matt Betcher. Oh, interesting. Why? Um, good question. You just changed your name for no Gotta reason. Gotta gooch. Gotta okay, gooch. Bye. Uh, Brian donated some money to Boys and Girls Club of Metro Los Angeles in... I asked people to go ahead and do that because I did some volunteering this summer for the Boys and Girls Club of Metro LA. And he gave a little donation. That's nice. Yeah. Thank you. Hang on. I got to check my ring notifications. Are you getting a rat? Yeah. We haven't talked about this on the thing, but we definitely have a rat in our attic. And I'm a tall man who's not in bad physical shape, but I'm not in the best physical shape. And so crawling around in that attic, it takes the life out of me. Mm. But you have a low, low attic, I bet. I can maybe crawl, you know, but mostly I'm like marine crawling. Yeah. It's also not a finished, there's no, I have to sort of balance on the studs. Right. And it's the worst because I don't want to fall through the ceiling. Yeah. You don't? 
so I went up there. I rat proofed over this last week. I put some. I reinforced the screens and these vents. I had a panic attack up there. It was awful. I am not oh, cut man. out for that work. Oh, but then no, it's awful. We heard the rat again, and I mm-hmm. yesterday I set some traps and I took my ring doorbell camera and just put it up by the traps and then That's sure good. enough it triggered i saw it on the camera you watched the the rat it didn't, get killed? it didn't go to the trap it just sort of I, oh. it was in the background so i put the traps where i thought the rat was and i was off by probably five or ten feet but it seems well, that like should be close enough it's gonna start what kind of traps around. are you using uh they're sort of they're not the wooden, the classic Tom and Jerry style wooden. But they're plastic versions they're the, of Sort of plastic with yeah, a little. Yeah, um, I've used those. With a little ramekin of snack. Yep. So I did a sampler platter of cheese, peanut butter, and then this company makes like a rodent bait. So we'll uh, see which one works. Why do I feel like I'm, am I remembering this wrong? Last time we did an episode of this, I had just had my horrible rat story where I'd put one of those traps up in the attic and at like three in the morning, this is before I was getting up at that time. Yeah. A rat, it got a rat, but it didn't kill the rat and the rat just hopped around screaming all night. And then that's when I like, I can't use these traps anymore. And I got that electric smart trap that tells your cell phone when it gets one. Well, if these don't work, I'm getting that thing. But I, I will say I've had that thing for months now and not a single rat, but I don't know if that's because there are no more rats or the rats ain't going for this. I don't hear any more rats. Is, is it baited? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, but, we have definitely. But it's just, it just has a, a like a meal voucher coupon. We it have has definitely... a $5 gift card to DoorDash. We have, how much cheese do you think you could get with a $5 DoorDash? <laughs> probably for a rat, it's probably a lot of cheese. How much cheese could you get for a $5 Jordash? Boy, the, it looks like you've got $10 legs and some $5 Jordash. <laughs> uh, we've definitely talked about rats because we, we had one in the attic and it, it got trapped. And then my wife pulled it out of there because I chickened out. I was like, oh, oh, it's so gross. I can't do it. And she was really into it. So I was and, like, all right, you can do it. And Margo caught one in the house oh. and killed it. But oh, no. wouldn't give it to us. She did that thing where she'd bring it to us, and then I'd like go down to get it, and she would not. She'd grab it by the neck and walk like three feet, and then wait for us to come. She put it down, and then when we got close. She kept taking it, and I get like I'm the one that has to collect the rats. Sure. But Amanda's not afraid to manhandle Margot, and she just like grabbed her by the scruff and took her out. And, and then you had oh. to pick up a rat body. I did find a, a like a bunch of bird feathers up there. So I feel like a bird oh, got wow. in my attic and maybe died. And then the rats yeah. found the body and ate everything but the feathers. Oh, man. It's wow. Gross. Attics are that... stupid, Matt. I'm just going to say it. I've been saying it. I've been talking to our friend Steve quite a bit. And I'm just, why are we doing this? Why are we doing attics? Well, I would have been with you until this year when we finally really maximized our attic storage and put all our Christmas Halloween direct uh, directions up there. I we guess have may- well, volumes of Christmas directions. Do you where have we just... nice access to your attic? No, it's really unwieldy. We we have a strange thing. Haven't I shown you this? We have what looks like a giant closet door, but really thin. Uh-huh. It almost looks like one of those things you open and an ironing board would come out of. Sure. It's a ladder in the wall. Oh. And you climb up the wall 
And then there's a hatch up above on the ceiling in the, the hallway. It's about uh, maybe 18 inches by 18 inches or maybe 20, 24 inches by 24 inches. So how are you getting stuff up there? I bought these boxes that have to go up vertically. And then so Amanda and I have this whole like bucket brigade system where we put it all up there. Because our I can get up in ours, but it's hard. And we it doesn't come with a ladder. Part of the problem with this rat problem in our house is that the only access is in the closet where we sort of keep coats and mm. like, I have a suit oh, or yeah, two in there because they don't really fit in our bedroom closet. Yeah, so like any sort tough. of bulky closet item is in there. And then I yeah. have guitar cases in that closet. It's really kind of, our, yeah. our house has very little storage. Yeah, same But you here. have to empty that closet, then go up, bring oh, a ladder that's in. that's annoying. It's a pain in the butt. That's why I set the camera up because I want, I want proof of death. If you're going up there, if I'm going want, up there, yeah. I want to know I'm going up for a good reason, not to just sort of see what's going on. Right. This right. has been your rat update. This is Pistol Shrimps Radio. We're going to start again. Got a, got a couple more here, Maddie? Yeah, let's do one or two more and then we'll start again. This is from Joseph. Oh, this is a nice little subject line here. I'm very, very, very intrigued. You're. Your goofs have solved a 30-year mystery. What? Yes. Let's read it. Books. D.B. Cooper? I don't know what to say. You have just solved a 30-plus year mystery. One day, when I was a small boy, I saw part of a movie that has stayed with me my entire life. A bunch of teens playing on a raft in the middle of a lake when a black ooze oil slick monster appears. (laughs) Every few years, I'd try explaining it to someone new, but to no avail. I've spent my entire life wondering what in Fuckman's Leap that was, at points wondering if I turned a strange childhood nightmare into a false memory of seeing a movie. But no more! Had you not spontaneously, delightfully stumbled upon a reference to Creep Show 2, who knows how many more years I would have gone wondering if what I saw was real. Those reply all guys can go screw. You are the true detectives. But may the holy Menards bless you always. Joe in Menlo Park, California. Wow, I'm surprised no one was able to like solve that for him. That doesn't seem like a super obscure movie to no, me. No, it's yeah. Do you I have one of those I do too, and mine is the true test of like how will this ever get solved. But well, let's put them out there and see it. if people know. Yeah. If you know what these these things are. You can email in to pistolshrimpsradio at gmail.com. Matt, but, go but, ahead. Put, but let put in the subject heading like mystery solved so we could jump ahead to that because I'm dying to know this. And and let's we'll end on this because this is big. Okay, great. Why don't you go first? Because I think I even need to like formulate my memories of what this thing is and what's real and what's not. I, okay. So when I was a kid, I'm not sure. I feel like this is related to... Sometimes I would go stay with my grandmother who lived in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, home of Bon Iver. Maybe you've heard hmm. of the band. Um, yeah. And inevitably I would watch morning time TV. And I, I feel like this was in Eau Claire because I don't think we had Captain Kangaroo in Hudson where I grew up. Like the TV station didn't have Captain Kangaroo, but in Eau Claire it did. And I was so into it. And I remember that there were sort of segments on that show. And there was a segment about a girl who dropped a fork, a knife, and a spoon down some subway stairs. And when she (laughs) went down to get them, she was in this sort of 
acid trip fairy tale world where she would run into the cow that jumped over the moon and she was looking for the spoon. It was all based on Hey, Hey Diddle Diddle, the cat and the fiddle. So there was definitely uh-huh. a cat and a fiddle. There were all these like fairy tale children's poem, not like an Alice in Wonderland thing, but it was just, and it was fog. There was like dry ice or like fog machine fog. It was in a black studio. Like as a grown up, I'm trying to see like if I were producing this production, you would just need an all black studio and you'd pump in fog and there would be like an, a, a person in a spoon costume. Or This like, is remarkably similar to mine. And this and is crazy. So the whole thing was like she couldn't go home until she found. I guess like I think the dish ran away with the spoon. So she was looking for the dish. Uh-huh. And she would encounter all these fairy tale sort of children's poem elements. And once she had the spoon, she could go back home. But I was so worried about this girl because she was just trapped in the But this subway. was part of Captain King- Kangaroo? Yes. And my memory of it is that it was like the final segment on. Because didn't Captain oh. Kangaroo like he'd throw to a cartoon or throw to a different. It wasn't all like Captain Kangaroo with ping pong balls falling on him. He would throw to I other don't segments. remember. He'd do, yeah, he'd go to the weather. and then Yeah, like, so I think traffic. this was like a, a produced segment at the end of Captain Kangaroo. Okay. And because I only saw like a week's worth of episodes and the you know TV is built on cliffhangers and getting you to tune in next week, I never saw that it resolved. I don't know that it resolved. And so oh, it's just been man. this weird thing, and I don't even know how to look it up other than Maybe I just start watching Captain Kangaroo episodes and maybe fast at least you, until at I see least that you have a, a clue. At least you have a clue. I feel like, like I a saw trail, it, but I've never the times I have tried to look it up. It does. Nothing happens. And I can't I can't find anything. Oh, well, what's amazing about the Internet is I've had a number of these things and pretty much I've been able to like quench or like close that open wound, you know, but this one I have, I don't even know if I have enough information. It's almost like a strange abstract memory. Um, mine is, it was, I'm pretty sure it was on PBS on like a Saturday morning, early on a Saturday morning. And I remember I was very young. So this would have been late seventies, early eighties at the latest maybe. And my sister and I were up and watching this thing. And my sister and I are really close now, but we were kind of, at odds a lot as kids. And so I remember this being like a significant moment because we were both kind of watching this thing together and it felt nice. And it was about a girl and a boy about our ages. She, my sister's a little older and it was pretty sure it was British. It was definitely filmed with that British video look like the old doctor who, or, you know, like a British sitcom, uh, you know, that I think it's that pal format. So it has a slightly different frame rate than what we're used to here. And there were these two blonde kids, the sister and the brother. And I think they go to like a mansion. Like I want to say it was their grandma's or something. And it's like a spooky place and they don't know what's going on. And then at one point, if I'm remembering this correctly, and I bet I'm not, (laughs) everything goes away and it goes into a black void, but I think there was still furniture and it turns into a ballet and there's like ghosts that are kind of coming out and scaring them, but they're kind of like the the girls like dancing away from them, but with just a black void in that video format. And I think she's wearing like pink leotard or something. 
I don't think the whole thing was a ballet. And I don't know what the fuck this thing is. And it drives <laughs> me crazy. <laughs> and I bet in both of our cases, were we to actually find this footage and watch it? Yes. We'd probably be, I don't know about disappointed. I don't know that it would provide relief. I wonder, I, I thought I did find something recently where I remembered early on and we had select TV and there was this short film called the shoe shine girl. And it was just like a truly a short film from like the late seventies where this girl comes to town and gets a job as a shoe shine girl with this like older man that kind of becomes her mentor, but she's brassy little girl and she learns a lesson and she calls this guy that doesn't tip her stingy guts. And <laughs> I remember my sister and I watched that and I found it online and I watched it and it was like kind of cathartic. And then I immediately texted my sister and go, remember shoeshine girl? And she's like, no. I'm like, well, do you remember this British ballet kid running from ghosts in a black void? No. <laughs> some, at some point you just, I think mentally you run out of hard drive space. Oh, you I've got a long since stuff. done that. But yeah. for me with this, Hey, diddle diddle, the cat and the fiddle and the spoon and all of that stuff. <sighs> That thing is, that's a ghost in the machine. If anybody can find either Mark's or mine and send us a link, we'll give you a $5 rat bait DoorDash meal voucher. It's good for $5 worth of mouse cheese. It will be in a mousetrap, so do be careful. But yeah. that's a warning. Well, this wow. concludes, I think, our latest episode of this where we read emails. We we almost got through May. There's No, we almost got through June. Wow. There's one more in June, and then we'll move on to July of 2020. Well, do you want to just bang it out then? I mean, let me just read you the subject line. Okay. And you'll you'll know if you want to, to me to read this email that's like five words long. This is from Thad Doria. 80s rock searching for relevance. Yeah. Read it. Read it. Wow. So Psycho Babble sure was a song Alan Parsons did, huh? <laughs> okay, we'll just leave that at that. I don't even know that song. <laughs> I don't either. Well, we got how, to How do you June. feel about Alan Parsons' project? And then that's how we'll end it. I feel great about them. I only know Eye in the Sky. I feel like that's a band just waiting for me to dive into their deep cuts. But I love Eye in the Sky. I video. played I I got I in the sky popped in my head recently before bed and I just put it on in the house. Mm. Christina was like, "What the hell is this?" and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's we found a musical blind spot. My wife's quite the music fan and she has she, not it, heard I in the sky. She's Did like, she like it? Not really. Yeah. It's on the same I, record as the Chicago Bulls intro music. Serious, I believe it's called. Wait, the Chicago, they do the Chicago Bulls if you watch the Last Dance documentary, there's like an instrumental that the Bulls famously come out to. I How's think it it's go? still being used. Uh, it's got like a lot of like what I da, would. Da, da, no, da, 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 that's da, Final da, Countdown, Matt. I know, I know. This has a lot of the like, um, you know, the edge from U2 uses that delay. Yeah. On like Streets Have No Name. Yeah. Where he kind of is repeating a riff. Right. I don't even know how to describe. I know how to play it. I don't like know how Freddie to Jones it. band style. Yeah, so it's got this dun 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 da ga dun 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 da ga dun dun da ga dun dun. Boom boom boom. I'm butchering it, but that's Oh man. I might have to listen to some eye in the sky after this. That may I may propose that to Townland for a cover. I am the I am the sky. I am the sky. 
Maker of rules. I can do so much. Yeah, if I were of a certain age, I would have been listening to them. Yeah, on I'm the curious regular. to see if our singing will line up in this final thing, you know, because when you're recording on Zoom, it's it's not an exact science. So that might have a bit of that edge delay to it. It's an inexact science. Yeah. Well, Mark, I miss well, you. Matt, I love you. I, I kiss you. you. I glove you. <laughs> it's the only way to fly. If you want to email the show, it's pistolshrimpsradio at gmail.com. We're on Twitter and Instagram, but I don't know that that's been updated in any sort of way. And look forward to our next episode in 2025. No, we're going to have to do some more of these just to get through here. Because, Matt, what if somebody solves one of our mysteries? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You could also, if you really know, maybe try us on Twitter or something, too. Although I don't always see that, but... It'd be worth a shot. Yeah, my my feeling is that I don't I don't really want to even scan these emails if I don't. I mean, I I see that I get them, and if there's a urgent matter that I can glean from the subject line, I might look at the email. Yeah, but do I all really caps. try not to look at these because I feel like it's more fun if neither one of us knows what people are writing in about. I think that's true. So know that when you're writing in, don't write in and say something's highly personal yeah that you'd be embarrassed for us to read because i'll just read it i'm like ron burgundy and anchorman i'm just gonna read what's on the prompter yeah boy that's a bucket of worms that i'm opening up isn't it and that's a mixed metaphor because worms typically don't come in a bucket they come in a can yeah but if you know a guy you can get a bucket of worms i'll get you a bucket of worms i'm sure people are gonna start writing in like my name's mark i like to touch butts They're going to just write random shit That's for me to That's best case scenario. I'm giving people ideas. I really, like, I can't stop myself. It's like I'm arming my enemies with... My name's Mark, and I like to touch butts. I don't mind elbows, but I never touch nuts. <laughs> anyway, that's the show that we do. Yeah. The do but... that we show. We'll see you next time. And this is Matt Gorley. And this is Kevin Wildebeest saying, let's start again. We're recording to Zoom. We're recording to Zoom. Everybody heard it who was in the room, but then later on, they heard this song because nobody was here when that was going on. Song, song, it's the thing that you do when you move your mouth to sing. There's lyrics and verses and choruses too. Sometimes there's a bridge, but who knows who likes bridges? Jeff and Lloyd, every song is for girls and boy Crowder, who was on Justified. I like my eggs scrambled, then fried. Double cook your eggs in the morning time. That's the dumbest thing I've ever rhymed. Would you like to sing a song? Now you know the word, so just sing along. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.